The following is another KXPN Sports presentation. KXPN Sports presents high school football. Jet sweep, heck out. Braden trying to get to the right side. All over him in the backfield. He breaks a tackle right now to reverse his field. Down the left side, 30, 20, still breaking tackles inside the 10, rushing into the end zone. Touchdown, Amherst. Tonight, the Class D-1 state playoffs continue in Ansley as the Amherst Broncos battle the Ansley Litchfield Spartans. High School Football on ESPN Radio is brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. What will Coach Evans decide to do? On first down and 10, he wants to go for it. Tommenheim, deep down the middle of the football field. Caught, 20, 15, 10. Adelon tripped up inside the five-yard line. Caught it in stride. It's first and goal, Amherst. Ansley Litchfield looks to snap a recent losing streak to the Broncos and avenge their regular season loss. Undefeated Amherst would like to return home for a state quarterfinal game for the second time in three seasons with the win tonight. It's the Broncos and Spartans coming up next, but first in your Tech Seed pregame show. We'll join ESPN Radio's Randy Bushcart and Don Lee's live from Ansley. Right after this word from New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit newtech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Ansley. A brisk night, but a beautiful night for football. And this is when the, when they start cutting the corn. You know football starts to mean something a little bit extra special here in Nebraska. And we're in the second round of the state football playoffs. And a couple of teams that know each other pretty well doing battle here tonight. A battle of survival between Amherst and for Ansley Litchfield. Ansley Litchfield, a long especially on the Ansley side, a long tradition of football excellence. And Amherst, this is a season they've been pointing to for quite some time, and they want to keep things going. And a few things in terms of some upsets today have opened up here for Amherst, but they have to take care of business tonight as they're actually going to be at the Spartans tonight here in Ansley, even though they are the number one seed in the West. I'm Randy Bushcutter. Joining me, Don Lease. And, uh, again, a great night for football, Don. And, again, I think one thing Amherst has to be aware of is two and a half weeks to go yeah you won 49 to 6 but you don't start with a 43 point lead tonight you you have to reestablish everything again tonight yeah definitely you know and that's one thing you know you get into the playoffs and sometimes you you run up against a team that you you know beat before and then all of a sudden you know you, the coaches are telling them hey guys this is a different game you got to come out here there might have been some turnovers there might have been some things that happened uh, in that game that uh, you know if it goes the other way all of a sudden you flip the game and then all of a sudden, Anzi Litchfield might be, you know, leading that one and stuff. So you got to make sure that these kids understand that this is a game tonight. you got to come out and be ready to play tonight. We can't look back, you know, three weeks ago and go, wow, we whipped this team three weeks ago because this is a different game tonight. And, again, I think if you take a look at Amherst, and, and you talk to the coaches, they, they would probably say Amherst at the skill positions probably has the edge tonight. I don't think there would be any question in anybody's mind about that. But the question would be the guys up front. The guy's blocking the line. There's a lot of size here for Ansley, and we know what happened two and a half weeks ago, yes, but can they be strong enough up front, and can Ansley 
control Ansley Littrell, control the line of scrimmage, and kind of negate that a little yep. bit because they may have the edge up front, Ansley Litchfield. Yep, you know, and that's one thing, you know, that they want to do coming into this football game tonight is they want to control the line of scrimmage. They want some of these, you know, drives, you know, being 10, 12 play drives and, and, and you know, get those guys, you know, of uh, Amherst and their skilled positions, you know, off the field and, and make them play some defense and stuff, Randy. And they want to, you know, be able to control the clock tonight and grind some things out. Uh, they talked about how, you know, uh, Amherst has a lot of weapons and they're a quick strike team. They can, you know, score on one and two plays pretty easily and stuff. And that's one thing Ansley wants to watch out for tonight is not turn the ball over and make sure that they kind of control the line of scrimmage. And again, we kind of hinted at this in the very beginning here, but there were a couple of upsets. Third seeded Hemingford lost to Elgin Public Pope John 34-6, to and second seeded Perkins County lost to seventh seeded Clearwater Orchard 38-36. to So you got a 6-7 matchup in the next round over there. And again, Amherst or Litchfield, uh, Ansley Litchfield, whoever wins this, will be taking on the winner of the Burwell Blue Hill game on our sister station on Class Gets 98.9 FM. And then after that, you're going to face a team that's seeded either 6 or 7 with a, a spot in the state finals on the line. So again, things open up here a little bit for you know really both of these two teams yep. if they can win tonight. Yep, and that's exactly right, Randy. You know, and that's why, you know, Amherst can't really sit here and overlook this Anzi Litchfield team, you know, because there's upsets. And just like you, you mentioned, two of them out west, you know, getting upset, uh, you know, and that opens up a lot of doors now for people to, you know, maybe get in, like you said, in a semifinal matchup. You're going to play a six or a seven seed. So, you know, you got to take one game at a time, and that's what Amherst has to do tonight. Well, you were listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. You're your leader. Contact Terry Jason Starker, New Tech Seed dealer near you. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk with the two head coaches. We'll hear from Ron Evans from Amherst here in just a little bit. But we'll start with Brad Kerr from Ansley Litchfield. We continue right after this timeout. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. Now's the time to get in touch with Craig Weegis, your pioneer sales professional, to learn about the early pay savings program options. There's still time to choose from two payment periods, each with its own level of savings. Whichever you select, you'll get the financial rewards of using industry-leading products and technologies. Act before November 20th to take advantage of the 10% cash discount from DuPont Pioneer. For more information, contact your local pioneer sales professional, Craig Weegis, science with service, delivering success. Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show. Getting ready for round two of the state high school football playoffs. And uh, Ansley Litchfield has always had a pretty solid football program and now has been together long enough that uh, all those kinks are worked out. And they've got to know Amherst quite well. And uh, Coach Brad Kerr joins us here. And Coach, uh, I guess you're new to all of this, but uh, the kids and the community, they're very familiar with uh, this matchup with Amherst. Uh, First off, how are you? And uh, what about the rematch here tonight? Well, I'm doing great. Uh, in terms of the rematch, you know, uh, Amherst is very talented. They've got uh, tremendous skill position players with uh, uh, Eckhout and Tobenheim, and, you know, those aren't the only two good players they have, obviously, but uh, those are the two that, to me, seem to do the most damage. I mean, they're not the only guys that score or catch the football or 
But at the same time, I think those guys are, are the two real key players, the, the straw that stirs the drink, so to speak, for them. And um, just really gifted, and it's a situation where I don't think we're going to stop them. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, limiting the big play with those guys and, and attempting to limit how many times they score. I mean, we know they're going to score some, so it's a matter of, you know, not letting them get – into the 40s, I think. Uh, if we can keep them under 40, we, we might have a chance. Brad, what about you coming in? Uh, we talked a little bit off air about what you acquired when you took over the program and being 11-man uh, virtually your entire life. How are you adjusting to the eight-man game, and, and how did that, I guess, in the first couple of weeks go for you guys? Well, uh, you know, the, the adjustment to, to eight-man, I, I don't think there was really a huge adjustment there. I mean, I've I've coached, uh, as you know, in Nebraska, Kansas, Texas, Iowa, and now back in Nebraska. To me, football is, is pretty much the same all over the place. If you take care of the ball and you block and tackle well, you're always going to have a chance to win. And for us this year, uh, any time that we've had a bunch of turnovers, we've gotten blown out. And, and uh, you know, it's just basically been that simple. So I, I don't want to make it sound easier than it is but uh, this year for us turnovers have, have without a doubt been the key how has that progressed throughout the year has it been a problem all year because as anyone can look at the schedule you give up a few points but when you guys score you win and as you said when you don't you don't and some of that is against some state-rated competition uh, how do you handle the turnover situation is it just running the footballs at ball security and what do you do in practice to try and limit that well, yeah, you're, you know, some of that probably has to do with the competition. I mean, the times where we've had, you know, a, a disturbing number of turnovers, it's been against Sandhill, Stedford, and Amherst, and Burwell, and, you know, teams that are still playing and and uh, that are our talented teams. So they're forcing some turnovers. And then we've just had some some really inexplicable errors in in some of these big games too and i think it's just a matter of preparing the guys for those situations and and like we talked about you know don't don't make a bad play worse by making a bad decision and uh that's something we've talked a lot about the last two weeks here is we really just have to value the ball and i think it's something that you have to talk about you have to explain to your kids how important that is and you know a team as talented as amherst they take a turnover in a short field, and one play later, they can get the end zone. So it's to me, that's probably the most important thing for us tonight is going to be not turning it over. Well, let's talk a little bit about your team uh, and what you've been doing well so far. Brad Kerr, the head coach at Ansley Litchfield, joining us here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Everybody we talk to talks about how physical your football team is. Taylor Shea is your offensive uh, weapon, and he's also part of that linebacking core for you. So tell me a little bit about Taylor. And Ansley Litchfield's always been physical, but you guys have kind of continued that with your coaching staff. So uh, kind of a double-edged question there, if you could address both of those. Well, I think the the physical nature of the way that we play kind of came about because of injuries. Um, we had two starters go out week three, Brady Rohde and Evan Brockmeyer. We got Evan back now, but those guys were actually – but we lost the two of them, and they actually started in 11 different places for us by the time you count special teams and, 
we attempted to, to run the same offense that we started out the year with, and uh, it was successful for the first couple of weeks, but then when those guys went out, we decided that we just didn't have enough depth to continue to, to attempt to do what we were doing and uh, went to a double tight end, eye formation, kind of a, an old-school uh, Nebraska-style offense where we're using a lot of triple option elements and running the fullback and spreading carries. And, uh, you know, in theory, we at the end of the game tonight, I'd like to, to be able to, to see that everybody who had double-digit carries between the quarterback, fullback, and tailback, and, and that would be a really good night for us. So, well, you know, switching mid-year isn't always probably the best thing to do, but I felt like it gave us the best chance to stay in games and give us a chance to win. And what makes Taylor so special? Taylor's just a really good football player. Uh, you know, he's not uh, the most athletically gifted guy in the world, uh, but he's an extremely hard worker. He's very football intelligent, uh, understands the game, and, and he can just do about everything. I mean, he punts for us. He could probably kick off. I think he could start at about every position. He's played quarterback this year. We got him playing high back now. Uh, you know, he could play tight end. He could play receiver. Um, he just does a lot of things well. And then on top of it, he's a really physical player, too. Uh, he's he's definitely not afraid of a collision. And, uh, you know, he, that really helps us out in terms of our ability to be physical. And, of course, you know, being 190 pounds and then landing the roadie being 220 or 30 pounds, those guys in the backfield, I think, kind of wear on people at times. And, Brad, real quick to kind of wrap it up here, we know that Amherst likes to chuck the ball down the field. How's your team speed? How's your secondary? And how did that work the first time you guys met? Well, I think our overall team speed is pretty good. Uh, the issue with these guys is that their overall team speed is excellent. And, uh, you know, pretty good versus excellent sometimes isn't uh, isn't just quite good enough. And uh, they're, they're really impressive in terms of their team speed. Um uh, like I said before, I think, you know, limiting the big play with them is, is a goal going in, and I'm sure that's been every team's goal this year going in. Um, but they're just that talented where, you know, if Tabatheim and Eckhout are on the top of their game, uh, they throw and catch it, I think, as good as anybody in the state. So, um, you know, it, it's just going to be difficult from that standpoint. But at the same time, you know, there's a reason why you play the game, and, and uh, we feel like we've got a chance. Well, Brad, great catching up with you again. We wish you and the Spartans the best of luck tonight and uh, throughout the rest of the season. Thanks for the time. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, Doug. That's Brad Kerr, head coach of Ansley Litchfield, and we'll hear from Ron Evans, the head coach of Amherst, as the New Tech Seed pregame show continues after this. think you go into nursing because you have a vision of being able to make a difference in people's lives. I remember the nurse when I was a child and going to the doctor's office. I guess that was what I always just wanted to do. It's the nurses that make the difference as to whether a patient really feels good about being here and feels like they're in good hands. I think the nurses gained status because they lived it number one, but they also brought all that knowledge and expertise from many years of dealing with pretty much any situation that they might run into. They became respected by the medical staff as very highly qualified registered nurses. So I'm, I'm kind of proud of that. 
Celebrating 100 years of inspired care. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show as we continue on with Class D playoff action. Second round, Amherst back here again and ready to take that next step. And for the second straight year, they play a physical team with a solid running game here in the second round, but a little different than going on the road to Fullerton. This is a team that they have seen and have taken care of in Ansley Litchfield, but I guess that doesn't make it any easier. Ron Evans joins us here and coach, nothing's easy in the playoffs. And when you play a team as often as you have here, Ansley Litchfield, I'm sure there's always a little concern in the coach's mind. Oh yeah, every time you, anytime you play somebody's a second time in, the, you know, in the regular season, and then you play in the playoffs, you always have concerns about, you know, are you motivated? Are you ready to play? You know, are they going to change something up? You know, are they going to do something different? Uh, so those things are always, those are always a concern when you play somebody twice. Ron, tell me a little bit about that with your seniors, because. When they were, what, fifth, sixth graders? I mean, all the town said, hey, this is the class. This is the class. And they have had a lot of success in all their sporting activities. And now here they are as seniors. How have they acted? Are they nervous? Are they confident? Uh, What have you seen, not just this week, but throughout the season as they try to attain that goal of getting to Lincoln? Right. Well, all of them have been pretty even keeled the whole season. We don't see, you know, a lot of... A lot of you know highs or lows from that bunch. They're just an even keel group. They they're good leaders. All of them. They get the you know their teammates ready to play ball. And so I've had no complaints with them as far as me in one way or the other. They're pretty much you know level headed and they know what they need to do. They're very business like you know when they approach the games, which is uh, good for a coach. They know what they're doing and they know what they're supposed to do. And most of the time we execute what what we uh, want them to do. Well, we talked two weeks ago, got the nice win up at Burwell. The conditions, I have a hard time telling you'll know better than me how much you thought you executed and how tough of a game that was in that battle of unbeaten. So take me through that game and then how you played last week as well. Yeah, well, against Burwell, we got off to a real, really slow start. We kind of got bogged down and on one end of the field and it was raining on us and we were struggling to you know, to complete some passes because we didn't change our game plan any week. We kept right out with, uh, you know, the spread and threw the ball around pretty good. So uh, we got off to a slow start. We fell behind, and uh, Burwell was, I would say, they were pretty confident in the first quarter they were going to take it to us because it didn't look good for us. And then we we started playing a little better defense, and we started clicking on some short passes, some crossing routes and stuff like that, and got some people open. Uh, the offensive line did a great job of protecting Trey, uh, from about midway through the first quarter to the rest of the game. And things started clicking for us both ways, and we adjusted to the water, you know, to the wetness. And fortunately, it wasn't cold, so we were able to execute our game plan. Well, you uh, really were physical in that game against Burwell. But, boy, this game here, Ansley Litchfield prides themselves on being physical. Now, you handled them on the scoreboard with ease uh, three weeks ago. But what are the problems and the challenges they present? And how physical are they the most physical team you played? Oh yes, in their in their uh, backfield and up front, they've got some they've got some nice sized boys and and uh, Landon Rohde, uh he's their fullback now. I, at least I think he's probably going to play fullback. Uh, he's a very physical runner. We've got to work on getting him started or stopped before he gets started. And and of course they've got a uh, their tailback's pretty good running back and their quarterback runs the option pretty good and, and throws pretty well. So we've got to be aware of the power game, the fullback game, and of course the quarterback bootlegs and throws. As you come into this game, uh, 
you have a couple kids that continue to be banged up. Uh, Ty Hadwiger has been out, so I guess you're kind of getting used to that. Uh, Peyton Call is going to be kind of a game-time decision. Uh, How about the depth of your football team as you progress here through the playoffs? Well, we have pretty good depth, and and a lot of our younger kids, our juniors and sophomores, have gotten better as the years got on. So we're able, fortunately, to – plug those kids right in there like next man up and and they going to be there I think they're going to do a pretty good job for us uh they may not be you know quite as you know good as the boys that may not play but they're going to give a 100 percent effort and they'll they'll keep us in the game another minute here with Ron Evans head football coach of Amherst as they get ready to take on Ansley Litchfield on the road a win the good news there is they get to be home whether it be Burwell or Blue Hill next week if they can advance and I guess the question I have for you too Ron is with Ty on the sidelines and we all know about Braden Eckhout Holden Eckhout has really stepped up here for you yes Holden's been a you know been a bright spot he's a big kid he's pretty fast for as big as he is and he's got great hands so he's been a nice little addition for us you know he's a sophomore and he runs good routes and catches the ball when we get it to him and he's got you know good breakaway speed so he's always a weapon for us that we can sneak around and maybe get a pass reception him here and there and and Trevor Adelong's been a real surprise too since Ty went out Trevor stepped into his wide receiver role and he's been you know he's been very very good too he's a he's pretty fast he's he's kind of sneaky fast and He's uh, really quick and runs good routes, and he's got good hands too. So our wide receiving core is, is pretty good shape, even with losing tie. And, Ron, finally, we've talked about your athletes, and when we get into special teams, a lot of it is about your kick return game, your punt return game. But the deeper, as you know, you get into the playoffs, the tighter the games get, you will have to punt it a couple more times. Those conversions become something. What about that part of your game? Well, our special teams has been, oh, I'd say solid. We haven't been phenomenal this year uh, because we're we haven't had to punt a lot early on in the season. So our, you know, Braden's a little rusty punting, but we're we punted more in the last few games. So we're starting to kind of get used to punting again. And oh, returning kickoffs, we usually were, you know, one or two from breaking kickoffs, and we haven't had a lot of practice at that either. You know, we've been holding opponents' scores down, so they haven't been kicking off to us too much. So. Those two areas are, are uh, you know, we're getting better at those. Punt returns, still need to work on those. They're not as good as they should be. And uh, our PAT slice field goal uh, is good. Uh, Trevor's made, oh, I think he's made about 85%. Trevor Adlong's made about 85% of his PATs. And he can kick a field goal if we need to. We tried one early in the year, a little longer one, and he missed it. But we could we could do a field goal if we had to. Ron Evans, uh, we'll see how exciting as it is, and uh, hopefully we can talk again uh, next week as the uh, Broncos continue their run through the playoffs. Best of luck. Yes, that'd be great. Thanks, Doug. That's Ron Evans, head coach at Amherst, and we'll be back to take a look at the starting lineups as we continue on the new Tech Seed pregame show in a moment. Ryan Trampy is a very proud supporter of all area sports. Ever wonder what sets Channel Seed products apart from other seed? It's a direct connection to Monsanto, a company consistently recognized as a leader in seed and trait technology. Tested globally, locally, and then combined with the latest traits and treatments to ensure performance potential on your acres. Thanks to the farmers, Channel Seed is now the third largest seed corn brand and fourth largest soybean seed brand in the country. Best of luck to all the athletes today from Ryan Trampy, your Channel Seed dealer. 
Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. And welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show. Let's give you our starting lineups here for Ansley Litchfield as they play host to Amherst in the second round of the Class D2, D1 state playoffs. We'll begin, first of all, for Ansley Litchfield. They have the number nine seed, and they're hosting today because, well, they were on the road for round one, and now they get a host uh, this game for Brad Kerr's Spartans. The starting lineup looks like this at center will be Jose Ambriz, a 5'11", 215-pound junior at guard, is Jeff Lupo. He is 6'2", 253 pounds, and a senior. Also at guard and defensive end will be Grady Stunkel. He is a 5'10", 200-pound senior. At fullback will be uh, Landon Rohde. He's 6'3", 220 pounds. He'll also play defensive end. He had been playing on the uh, uh, offensive line, for most of the year, but has switched now to fullback. At running back will be Taylor Shea. He's six foot, 195 pounds, and a senior. At strong safety in the defensive side will be Evan Brockmeyer. He's a 5'11", 180-pound senior. At tight end and defensive back will be Trevor Scott. He's 6'2", 175 pounds, and a senior. Defensive end, tight end will be Marshall Coles. He is 6'3", 180 pounds, and a senior. Cornerback will be Chris Pates. They're starting a freshman, a 5'9", 130-pound freshman as cornerback. The other cornerback and quarterback will be Michael Shoemaker. Shoemaker, six foot, 165 pounds, and a senior. For Amherst at center will be Dane Bogard. He's a 190-pound, six-foot-tall junior. At guard defensive end, Tim Christensen, 175 pounds, and a senior. At linebacker will be Chase Pearson. He's 145 pounds and a junior. At linebacker is Colin Jackson. Jackson, 165 pounds, and a sophomore. At end, defensive back will be Braden Eckhout, 165 pounds, and a senior. Guard defensive end is Jacob Klingelhofer. He's 185 pounds and a senior. Peyton Call will start tonight. Uh, Coach Evans told us a little bit ago that he's looking good, that uh, that knee of his has responded very well. So Peyton Call will play nose guard. He's 200 pounds and a senior. At end and linebacker will be Holden Eckhout. He's 5'11", a uh, and a sophomore at end defensive back is Trevor Adelon. He's 5'7", 140 pounds, and a junior. At running back will be Colton Burke. He's 5'9", senior. And at quarterback will be Trey Tobenheim. Tobenheim, 180 pounds, and a senior. And our starting lineup brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. And then statistically, you kind of look at things. They certainly favor Amherst and their offense because they really can light up the scoreboard. Trey Tobenheim has uh, ran the ball 60 times this year for 356 yards. He is the leading rusher for Amherst. They do most of their damage in the air. Tobenheim leading the way there where he's 139 of 207. That is a tremendous uh, percentage of completions for 2,330 yards 42 touchdowns and three interceptions. Don Lees, 259 yards a game, 42 touchdowns, three interceptions. If uh, if Trey Tobenheim throws an interception, 
that might be the headline story tomorrow. Yeah, and then, you know, he's got, you know, and Randy, like we said before, they got the skilled positions out there. You know, the Eckout kid goes out there and he gets the ball. Adelunga does a good job of going out and get the football. Those guys can go out there and catch the football, so he's got some weapons out there. And you mentioned Brayton. He's carried the ball seven times, four times. He's taken it in the end zone and then handed the ball to the official afterwards. And uh, he, ca- he has caught uh, 36 balls for 837 yards. And, boy, you know, I, I don't have enough time to go through all the receivers. But Colton Burke has been in number of uh, receptions. He's got 44 receptions and 10 touchdowns. So, again, they like to put the ball in the air. And Ansley Litchfield, and you heard from Coach Kerr, likes to run it, and they like to fullback back quarterback each they want to run about one-third of the time and the leading rusher on the season is Taylor Shea. Shea has 881 yards rushing on the game. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to wrap up the New Tech Seed pregame show. Your year leader, contact Terry Jason Starker, New Tech Seed dealer near you. We'll wrap up and kick things off here from Ansley when we come back after this. This football season, keep your favorite game day traditions running strong with the power and dependability of a brand new pickup. If you've been wanting a new truck, Tom Dinsdale Automotive has an unbeatable selection on their lot. Test drive your favorites and pick the one that's right for you. From Omaha to Denver and Kansas City to Sioux Falls, Tom Dinsdale Automotive in Grand Island is your truck destination. Tom Dinsdale, your truck destination. Students are back to school and the local teams are ready to head back onto the field. Nebraska Land National Bank would like to show our support for area students as they begin a new year. Stop by today and ask about our student accounts. From saving accounts to absolutely free checking accounts, we have the right fit for you. Visit us online at NebraskaLandBank.com or stop by 4615 2nd Avenue. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Member FDIC. Nebraska Land National Bank. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. And National Anthem just wrapping up here. A nice uh, rendition done by uh, members of the uh, student body here at Ansley Litchfield as they wrap things up, and we will wrap up the New Tech Seed pregame show. Your heel leader, contact Terry Jason Starker, a New Tech Seed dealer near you. And uh, Randy Bushcutter, Don Lease with you. Don't forget that when the, the, the game currently on our FM uh, wraps up, and it's turned into a good game between Blue Hill and Burwell. When that game wraps up, we will be moving this game from ESPN Radio to Classic Hits 98.9 FM. And uh, so you can find us, and obviously uh, you know where to find us right now. Maybe you're even listening online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. And by the way, Blue Hill now is taking the lead over Burwell, 34-27. to That game is in the fourth quarter. Doug Duda with the call uh, out in Burwell. And again, uh, Don Lease, I think it's important for Ansley Litchfield to get a good start to this game, and they're going to have the opportunity to do that defensively if they can keep Amherst with the wind in their face from uh, getting uh, going very far with the football because more than likely this kickoff is going to go in the end zone for a touchback. 
quarterback. Yeah, and that's one thing they want to do, Randy. They want to control the line of scrimmage. They want to control the football, and that's what they are going to try to do here tonight. And it is a high kick into that wind, with that wind at the back of uh, the kicker, Jose Ambriz, and Ambriz does get it up high enough that it is carried in the end zone. So ball will be spotted at the 15-yard line here for Trey Tobenheim and crew for Amherst as they're going to try to get things going here early on. And again, that's a big series, I think, really for both teams because if Amherst goes down the field, yep. now Ansley Litchfield, after getting beat by 43 just about two and a half weeks ago from these guys, go, uh-oh, here we go again. Yep, I agree, Randy. This is good. This has got to be a good series for either Amherst or Litchfield right here. Tob and I will have a man coming in motion, and they're just going to hand it off to him. And coming through here is going to be Brayden Eckout. Eckout with uh, the carry. He'll bring it across the 20 to about the 22-yard line. Just a, almost like, I want to say off tackle, but they don't have tackles. But that's really kind of what yep. that was, just going right over the top of that guard tight end hole there and going up for about seven. Yep, just getting his momentum as he come around there. Randy and they just kind of tossed it to him and then he follows his blocks uh, picking up about seven yards like you said going off that you know right side for Amherst here that's yeah, actually closer to eight so we'll call this now second and two Tobenheim one back in the backfield he's going to roll to his right throw it out on a little wheel route it's going to be caught there and they're going to make one man miss and going to have more than enough for the first down as they get out to about the 34 yard line and Colton Burke will uh, have a nice little gain there of uh, that'll be about another Another six yards. Yep. As, you know, they just swung it out there to him out there on the left side this time. They went to the right side the first time, swung it out there to him to the left side. And like you said, he made the first person miss and then picks up the first down for Amherst. So no back in the back of the boat this time for Tobenheim. A little bit of pressure coming on that outside. Throws it in underneath. It's going to be complete. They bring it across midfield. Picking up a block is Eckhout. Eckhout cuts back to the inside. Going to bring it inside the 30. And so that's going to be more than enough for the first down as we go from the 32 all the way across midfield. Yep, just a good, you know, pass by Eckhout that time. That, you know, Randy, he's rolling out to that left side, uh, or Tabenheim did, and then he finds Eckhout in the middle setting down. But uh, he had a little bit of pressure on him, and he got rid of the football, uh, and then he picked up the first down. Gain of 17. Tabenheim will keep it himself. Wanted the throw, picks up a block, and he'll get tripped up right at the 20-yard line. And so that'll be another nice little gain here. That's going to be awfully close to the first down mark each. We'll give them, oh, they didn't give them quite the spot I thought he would. It's only going to be a gain of nine. It'll set up now second and short as Amherst has looked very good offensively their first possession. Yep, just taking that ball. Tobenheim did, you know, like a little quarterback draw and picking up nine yards on the play. So the ball will be at the 21 here. Tomenheim, quick little throw, caught in underneath. That's Adelung. Adelung makes the first guy miss, and he's going to bring it inside the 20-yard line or not? Yes, he does. He brings it inside there. No, they, they, they didn't. I, I looked at it wrong, uh, the way they had it marked there. Really no gain on the play, even though the pass was complete. Yep, just a swing pass out here to the right side. He had one blocker out there, but uh, Ansley Litchfield did a really good job. Their safeties and stuff did a really good job coming up there, Randy, and making the tackle. So it'll be third and one here. And again, they'll go out of that pistol formation, Will Tobenheim. Tobenheim brings a man in motion. That's going to be uh, Eckhout. They fake the handoff. Tobenheim keeps it, bounces to the outside, has it at the 10, trying to get the pylon, sticks it in for the touchdown. Yeah, just a nice run, Tobenheim, that time. This time they faked that handoff coming around to Eckhout, Randy, on that they did the very first play, giving it to him the first time, and then he took it for about eight, nine yards on that play. 
uh, the very first play, but this time he fakes it to him, and then he goes right up the middle and cuts it out to the left side and gets it inside the pylon for the touchdown. Now, again, you had good coverage on the receivers, but uh, they sent them all kind of deep, and that, that opened up a, a nice running lane there for Tobenheim, and he's able to scamper in from 21 yards away. And setting the tee down is going to be Trevor Adelung as he will try to add the extra point. He's got 48 made extra points this season, and this kick is up high into that wind. It looks like it's true, and it is, so the extra point is good, and it is seven to nothing. Amherst just marching right down the field with 9.34 to go here in the first quarter. They take the opening drive down the throat of Ansley Litchfield, and they lead it by seven. We come back after this. On our last episode of As the Wheel Turns, Carl was ending a long-term relationship. Carl, I've seen how you look at other vehicles. You just don't look as good as you used to. That's because you haven't taken me to the dent popper. A new spray-on bed liner or bed cover will get people to stare at me. A custom fit floor mats from WeatherTech will make me feel pretty on the inside. Avoid the drama with a trip to the dent popper north of the railroad, First Avenue, on the bricks, downtown Kearney. At the Riverdale State Bank, we understand what it takes to succeed. And that's why we're there for you every day, making your life better, our community stronger, and striving for your success, helping you develop and grow. That's the goal of the Riverdale State Bank. Banking made simple. From checking to savings and loans, we can help. So stop in and see the professional staff at the Riverdale State Bank today. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Proud to sponsor Legion Baseball. Welcome back to the Nebraska-Land National Bank broadcast booth. The uh, kickoff is going to be picked up at the one-yard line here for Ansley Litchfield, and they bring it across to about the 12-yard line, and not much room to run after that. As uh, coming right up the middle there was Coles, and Coles really didn't have very far to go. What an impressive drive for Amherst just a little bit ago, and Trey Tobenheim getting the five-points bank touchdown, a 21-yard scamper. Uh, what looked like a, a design play. Yeah. And, you know, it's exactly what Amherst wanted to do. You know, they got they got the toss, Randy, you know, the coin toss and took the ball uh, to go do this. And that's exactly what they did about a seven, eight play drive and, and picking up the touchdown, exactly what they needed. So the Spartans will try to answer right back. And they're going to pitch it out here to Shea. And Shea is just going to bring it right off over the top of the guard. And it's uh, three yards in a cloud of dust here as they just kind of run and push the pile forward. And actually, they unstack it. That's that's closer to five yards. Yep, nice, nice hard run, you know. And this is what, uh, you know, Anzi Litchfield wants to do. They're going to get that back, you know, in motion. And they're going to toss it to him. And they're going to be able to follow all these guys, Randy, and just, uh, you know, try to make it, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust as much as possible. Or unless you get five. This time they hand it off to Landon Rohde. Rohde, big number 66, will put a little spin move on there as uh, he was hit hard. But he's going to gain a couple of yards. And that's now going to set up now third and three. Again, right on schedule if you're Ansley Litchfield here. As it'll be third and three as the ball is about the 24-yard line. And, and, you know, that's what they, you know, he talked about, the coach talked about, Randy, is, is trying to get the ball, you know, to all the, all the guys back there, the, the running back and the quarterback doing a lot of damage up here. We'll see if Shoemaker keeps it. He's going to hand the ball off to uh, Rody. Rody breaks one tackle, runs into another, still running, loses the football, and it goes out of bounds. 
There was a one Amherst Bronco that had a shot at it, but they ripped at the football, and Rhodey lost it, went up in the air, and then Taylor Shea, he was the last to touch it. It goes out of bounds. It's going to stay in possession of Ansley Litchfield here, and they bring the ball out to about the 33-yard line, so that's going to be a gain of about seven, and uh, could have been disastrous, but the sideline helped out the Spartans there. Yeah, definitely, you know, and then he got hit right when he got the handoff, Randy, in the backfield. He broke a couple tackles and, and uh, picks up the first down for Ansley Litchfield. Pitch out to Shea. Shea is going to be hit at the line of scrimmage there by Chase Pearson, and Pearson's going to be along for the ride as uh, Shea drags him forward, and it's going to be a gain of about four. Yep, just a toss to the left side here of uh, Ansley Litchfield, and then he follows that fullback up there through the middle, Randy, and uh, picks up a good chunk of yards for Ansley Litchfield right on schedule, exactly what they want to be doing. Presenting sponsors of the state football playoffs include Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton, Nebraska. Second and six here. Under center is going to be Shoemaker. Shoemaker is just going to hand it off to the big man, Rody, And Rody that time is only going to gain about a yard and a half as he's tripped up by the middle of the line. And uh, it uh, was Klingelhofer there getting a big chunk of that tackle. Yeah, just a quick handoff to Rody right up the middle. Randy, the fullback, you know, taking it up the middle, uh, you know, trying to pick up what he can on that. And uh, Ansley Litchfield just, you know, marching down the field here. You know, three, four yards at a time right now. Burwell right now with a 35-34 lead over Blue Hill. They run the little option here. Shoemaker's going to keep it, and he's going to lose yardage on third and about three. Nice job stringing it out, and then finally cleaning things up there was Trey Tobinine. Yeah, but on the outside here for a was uh, you know, Jacob Klingenhofer kind of stringing everything out, Randy, out of his linebacker position and those types of things. You know, these, these guys can run the football, uh, you know, and they come up hard, uh, you know, as they came up that time and then made the tackle for Amherst there. They uh, changed a lot of personnel, so let's see if they're going to kick here. They are in kicking formation. And with the wind at their back, they're going to try to flip the field. That's a high snap, but keeping it is going to be Shea. Shea, little rugby-style kick, and he's going to punch it about five yards deep into the end zone into that wind, and it will be a touchback, so a nice punt there by Taylor Shea, except the, the net result wasn't quite as good as he'd hoped for. Yep, you know, like you said, just a little rugby style, you know, running off here to the left side, and then he punts it in there. Uh, you know, like you said, he got it into the end zone, so it comes out to the 15-yard line here for Amherst. And again, temperature is about uh, 60 degrees, about uh, 15 mile an hour south-southeast wind. That is our playing conditions that we have. And our field conditions brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Craig Weegis. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans breeds with Craig Weegis, your Pioneer Seed dealer, science of service, delivering success. And delivering success there on first down is going to be Trey Tobenheim. Tobenheim rolls out to the left side, buys a little time, and makes a nice strike over there. And it's going to be a gain of about 12, enough for a first down. Yep, he swung that ball out to Colton Berg that time, Randy, and he had a guy out in front of him making a little bit of a block for him. And he gets about 10, you know, 10 and a half yards on the play, enough for the first down for Amherst. Four pass attempts here for Trey Tobenheim, four completions. One of them went for no gain but they've been able to uh, at least get started everything that they've tried to do here. They lead it 7 to nothing. They will have a couple of winning backs to the right side. There's movement up front, and I think that's going to be against Ansley Litchfield. No, they're going to call a legal procedure. They're going to say that defensive lineman that moved was drawn off by some movement by one of the linemen. So that'll be a five-yard penalty here. Uh, infraction going against the Broncos. Yep, you know, put, putting them back there. Looked like one of the guys on the, you know, just a little antsy on that left side. 
uh, trying to get you know a little bit of a jump start off that. But, uh, you know, the way Amherst has been moving the football, you know, this thing might not even be a big problem for them. Well, it'll be first and 15. And they check the wristbands here to see what they, what they want to do. They need to get out to the 30. And Tobenheim has time to throw. Throws it in underneath. It's going to be a sliding catch. No, they're going to say it was a bounce pass. And uh, Braden Eckhout couldn't come up with it. He came back for the ball. That was thrown low. But, again, Tobenheim is going to throw some of those low so they don't get an intercept. Exactly. So you know, a lot of times you know, fans will sit there and go, oh, what a terrible throw. No, it really isn't because if you throw it to make, make it easy for your offensive player to catch with the coverage they had there, that yep. makes it easy for the defensive player to catch it too. Yep, and that's exactly right. Uh, you know, because they Ansley Litchfield did a good job of covering there, and to, and uh, you know Tobenheim you know threw it a little bit low on that one, but uh, Eckhout made a heck of an effort trying to come back for that. But exactly right there, Randy. You yeah, know. and again, uh, that young man out there has thrown only three interceptions all season. That's an indication that he understands that. And right now, Amherst is going to call a timeout. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. We got 6.18 to go here in quarter number one. Second drive of the game here for Amherst. They already lead it 7 to nothing, but they've got it second along when we come back after this. Discover new opportunities at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Opportunities that lead to new connections and new passions. At UNK, you won't just go to class. You won't just meet people. You won't just get involved. Here, there's so much more. You'll get an experience that will impact who you are and what you will become. Around here, people know your name. It's up to you what it will be. At the University of Nebraska at Kearney, we are difference makers. Find out how you can make a difference at unk.edu. And welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. They'll be second and about 15 here for Amherst. They threw the incompletion after having the five-yard penalty before first down. Now Tobenheim looks to throw, throws it, and it's going to be complete in underneath. And out on an island here is going to be holding Eckhout. Eckhout breaks a tackle and is able to get it out to about the 35-yard line. That's going to be a gain of about 13 on the play, and it's going to set up now third and very short. Yep, as they swung it out here to him, Randy, on this right side here, there was a guy right there. Uh, he broke that tackle You know, once he caught the football, and he gets it all the way up here for third and short for Amherst right here. Just short. I said 13. That's probably closer to 14 because it's less than a yard they need for the first down. And they'll put a man in motion. They fake the handoff, and Tobenheim right up the middle is going to have more than enough for the first down, and he's ridden down by Taylor Shea, but not until after he has gained about five full yards. Yep, just the same thing. They kind of scored the touchdown on Randy. They faked that handoff uh, coming around the end of Eckout, coming around to this right side, and then Tobenheim takes the ball right up the middle and picks up the first down for Amherst. So it will be first and 10, just short of midfield. In fact, well, let's call it midfield. The nose of the football is right on the 40-yard line. Tobenheim, six yards behind his center, calls for the football, and there's motion coming through there, and we've got a flag, and that's got to be offensive. They, I think they probably had one other guy that wasn't quite set as they brought the man in motion. And so that'll be another illegal procedure penalty. Yep. And that's one thing, Amherst, this is the second time they've run into this, a pre-snap penalty. And, again, they got away with it last time. Yeah. But, again, you don't want to make a longer field against a, a team like Ansley Litchfield, give them the opportunity to make something good happen from their perspective. Exactly. You know, you continue to do those types of things, you know, and trying to go in first and 15 all the time instead of first and 10, you know, eventually it's going to catch up to you. First and 15 is okay if you're playing six-man. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Rolling out here is Toppenheim. He's got tremendous pressure, and he's going to throw it over his intended receiver's head and incomplete, and that was just burning the football. That, uh, that was a good play there by Toppenheim to find a legal way not to get sacked because that's essentially all that was. Yeah, that time they had some pressure coming up the middle. They, you know, with the linebackers coming through there, Randy, and he didn't have a whole lot of time. and There wasn't a lot of things out there developing, and he just threw that ball away. So Blue Hill is taking the lead now against uh, Burwell. It's 40-35 to 35 in the fourth quarter here on Platte River Radio. We'll deliver the score. And Ashley Furniture Home Store delivers your dream furniture right to your door. Second and 15 here for Amherst. They have a running back just to the side of Tobenheim. Tobenheim is going to throw it out that left side. A little juke there for Eckout after he made the catch. And he is not able to uh, shake the defender over there as the tackle is made by Wade Amsbury. Wade did a good job because that's an open field one, and that's exactly what uh, Amherst wants to do is try to get Eck out in uh, you know, the uh, wide open there and make one guy miss, see what he can come up with. But this time, Ansley was there to you know, stop that play. That's what uh, they, he did the first time he caught the ball, and it ended up being a gain of 17. This time it's a gain of only one because of the nice tackle by Amsbury. It's going to be third and 14. Rolling out that left side is Tobenheim. He's going to throw it down the sideline near the sticks. It is going to be caught. It depends on the spot here as the ball was caught out there by, I think that was Eckout. Yep, yep. Yep, just running an out route on that right side there, Randy, and then uh, Tobenheim rolled out to the left side, and he sat down, you know, right on that, you know, right on the 30-yard line where he needed to get for the first down, and a nice connection, nice catch by Eckout also. I think that was the good spot, too, and I don't mean good as in uh, fortuitous. I mean, they accurately put it because he was right on the first down marker. Tobenheim gets the staff. He's going to keep it himself. He rolls to the outside, cuts back to the inside. He takes a hard hit, but he's going to gain 11 and move the sticks. And Tobenheim, you know, wanted, wanted to hit Eck out downfield on that one, but uh, he got a lot of pressure coming up the middle, and he takes off with it, goes to the left side. Eck out did a good job of making a, a block on that left side, Randy, but then number 44, uh, Shea. Shea, did a good job coming up there and laying a hit on uh, uh, He laid Tobenheim. the wood to him pretty good. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, Tobenheim, you talk about your fancy-schmancy quarterback, so he's not one of those. He likes to put his head down, yep. and uh, he was standing that, and he popped right back up. Tobenheim's going to run the little reverse here. Gives it out to Eckout. Eckout cuts back to the inside. Now down the sideline. Finds a little seam. Little spin move and goes in for the touchdown. A 19-yard reverse for the touchdown for Braden Eckout. Yep. This time Tobenheim did a you know, he goes to, rolls out to kind of his left. He pitches that ball as, as Eckout's coming back to his right side. They had a little bit of a, you know, a waltz kind of set up. They had two guys setting up out here out in this side. He made the first, he outran the first guy getting around the end on that. Right about the one-yard line, he got hit, but he went on into the end zone for the touchdown for Amherst. So Adelong now will try to add the extra point. This would be his 50th extra point of the season made. He's currently 49 of 60 on the year. The kick is up. And uh, into that wind, it is up and good. And it's now 14 to nothing with 4.10 to go here in the first quarter. Both times that uh, Amherst has had the football, they've marched right down the field. Tobenheim touchdown, Brayneck out. A 19-yard run, and it's 14 to nothing. Broncos, we're back after this. 
At the Aurora Cooperative, the I Believe in the Future of Ag campaign is in full swing. I Believe is focused on building capacity for the future of FFA at the local and state levels. The Aurora Cooperative is one of 22 corporate sponsors providing a total of $270,000 toward the campaign this year. We hope you will pitch in too. Your donation, along with matching funds, will be sent to the FFA chapter of your choice. Contact your local FFA or Aurora Cooperative for more information and join the Aurora Cooperative in supporting FFA. The Aurora Cooperative, growing opportunities. And welcome back here to Ansley as uh, a, a great run there for a five points bank touchdown by Braden Eckout. Really read his blockers very well. Nice design there, but he also used his blockers, set up a couple of blocks with how he cut back to the inside and then back out. And uh, again, uh, he's he's special in space with a football in his hands. Yes, he is. And that, you can tell that's what they want to do, You know, whether it's the, with the pass or some reverses or some pitches and stuff. They want to get the ball to him as much as possible. So the kickoff from the 30, kind of be kind of a line drive. It's going to get close to that sideline, but they got to pick it up and then dropping it. And now running with it is going to be Trevor Scott. And Scott down that sideline has a seam. Somehow he breaks through there, and he's going to take it the distance. This is going to be a 72-yard kickoff return for a touchdown for Ansley Richfield. It's exactly what they needed, Randy. You know, as he gets the ball, and he kind of bobbled it right there. He kind of lost the control of it, and then he kind of came this way to the left side, and uh, there was about three Amherst guys right there, so he cut it back to the right side, and they got a wall kind of set up on that right side and took it right down the sideline for the touchdown. Nice run there by Ansley Litchfield. So a five-points bank touchdown to get right back in the game here for Ansley Litchfield. They take the uh, ensuing kickoff, and now they will go for two out of that I formation. You got Shoemaker under center, Rody, the big number 66, playing fullback, and then Shea behind him. They're going to pitch it out to Shea. He's going to try to get the pylon over there, and he does stick it inside. So for a two-point conversion... And now Ansley Litchfield not only on the board, but now they're down by only six. It's 14 to eight with 3.56 to go here in quarter number one. Plenty more fireworks coming up here from Ansley as Ansley Litchfield on the board. It's 14 to eight with the kickoff return for the touchdown. And we'll be back right after this timeout. At Care Hospice, we care for your family like you are a part of ours. Through compassionate hospice services, we help to alleviate fears and concerns so that you and your loved ones can focus on the joy of everyday moments. We celebrate the memories and special occasions of a life well-lived and provide support and assistance so you feel comforted throughout the hospice journey. For more information about our services, visit us online at aceracare.com. Care Hospice, caring for moments that matter. And welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. A sparkling return there by Trevor Scott. I thought they had him enveloped in there and somehow picked up a last-second block and had that sideline. There was nobody left. Yep, and it's exactly what Ansley Litchfield needed as Amherst had the first two possessions, goes down the field and scores the touchdown. They needed a spark like that, and that's what they got. So Jose Ambriz with the high kick that's going to go into the end zone for the touchback. And again, with that wind at their back, Ansley Litchfield is going to just just make sure you don't get uh, something like that happening from the Amherst perspective because uh, into that wind. And again, it's a little cross uh, field here, but mostly at the back of the Ansley Litchfield kicker into the face of the uh, Amherst uh, kicking game. And that's exactly what you don't want Braden Neck out and Tom and Hine, those guys get their hands on the football in open space. You know, they could do a lot of damage and stuff. So, uh, you know, kick it in the end zone if you can. So they really spread things out uh, with four wide receivers all over the field. A quick little uh, 
Pitch to that left side to Eckhout, and Eckhout's going to gain 10. Just a quick little pitch and catch out there for Braden Eckhout, and Eckhout's going to gain, we'll call it 10 and a half. Yeah, and they had, he had Colton Burt out there in front of him to make a good block out there, you know, so you just get that ball out there to, to Eckhout as much as you can, and then if you can get you know, if he can make another guy miss, you know, then he can take it to the house very easily. And they did a good job of getting out there and making a block and picking up the first down for Amherst. They're going to spot it right on the 25, so that'll be a gain of 10. And again, two wideouts to the right. There is a back in the backfield here with Eckout. Eckout looking to, excuse me, with Tobenheim. Tobenheim looking to throw on the wheel route. It's caught and all by himself and in space is going to be holding Eckout, and Eckout's going to take it for a touchdown. Just a nice, perfect pass there, Randy, because they just got it over the top of the defender there because the defender was right there, but, you know, he get a little bit of a kind of a wheel route out here on this right side and, uh, you know, laid it in there just perfectly to uh, Haydenek out, um, and he did a hold the neck out. He did a good job of catching that football because the defender kind of went up there to kind of deflect that. But uh, just perfect pass right to it. Oh, it was absolutely in stride. Dropped it right over there. The coverage wasn't bad, but yeah. once Eckhout made the break on the ball, the defender then didn't have the angle. Yep. He, he lost his angle by how he went after the football. Adelung to try the extra point. The kick is up. It is high, and it is good. He is a perfect three for three on the night, and so is the uh, offense here for Amherst. Another yep. five points bank touchdown. Three of those, they've had three possessions, and now they lead it 21 to 8 with 3.26 to go. And we've scored three touchdowns in the span of about 40 seconds. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back here to Ansley right after this timeout. To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. That's why TM Sporting Goods gives you that winning edge with top name brands and personal service from seasoned pros like Steve Veridol and Tino Martinez. TM Sporting Goods, on the bricks, 2217 Central, downtown Kearney. TM Sporting Goods, a division of protein design. Well, welcome back here to the Nebraska National Bank broadcast booth, and I'm getting writer's cramp writing down all the uh, touchdowns we've had here because we had Braidneck out, 19-yard run, then the ensuing kickoff taken back, and then about uh, two plays later, Tobenheim hits a heck out, holding heck out for a 55-yard strike, and bang, bang, bang. We've got uh, three touchdowns on the board, 21-8 to right now. Amherst with the lead, and they'll be kicking into the wind. Here and it's going to be picked up uh, by Shoemaker. Shoemaker at about the five yard line, trying to get that same sideline, and he's not going to get over there. He's going to be short of the 10 yard line. Too much east and west there, and there's too much speed here for Amherst to, for that to really work. Yep, and uh, Chase Pearson did a good job out there getting a hand on him and getting him down there, Randy. As you like, you said, Randy, he tried to you know get out to that outside to get down that right side, uh, you know, and he just could not get there. As uh, Amherst has a lot of speed to get there too also and then pulls him down. Winner of this game will be taking on either Burwell or Blue Hill in the fourth quarter. Burwell's taking the lead back 43-40. to That game is on our sister station. Classic Hits 98.9 FM. This game will also be on Classic Hits uh, once uh, the postgame is wrapped up with Doug Duda. Pitch out to Shea. Shea on first down looking for a little room just kind of running off of that tight end on that left side and uh, he's going to rumble forward for a gain maybe of about two and a half. Yeah, just t- you know, taking it to that left side, he had his fullback out there, Randy, and and Shea was trying to follow him, and uh, yeah, you know, they did a good job. Did Amherst coming up there, but he still ends up picking up about three yards on the play, 
And that's exactly, you know, what they want to do is try to get that football, you know, moving forward with those big guys in the backfield. Well, 6'3", 220-pound Landon Rohde leading the way. I think I'd follow big number 66 as well. Second and seven. And they will fake the handoff. And Shoemaker's going to follow Rohde through the hole. <laughs> and Rohde just erased some Bronco right there that was trying to fill that up. And it's going to be a gain of about three and a half and four. And uh, I think Eckhout, uh, holding Eckhout, made yep. the tackle. He did a nice job after getting blocked. He made a pile yep. and basically tripped up Shoemaker. Yep. And like you said, Randy, you know, following, following Rohde up the middle and following him to the outside here is exactly what I would do, too. That guy's a pretty good you know, guy back there to follow. He's a big good boy. 2.14 to go here. Quarter number one, 21 to 8. And the pitch out to Shoemaker, and there's a lot. They come on a little run blitz, and yep. Tobenheim's going to make a tackle in the backfield. That's going to be a loss of about three and a half or four. Yeah, they brought a lot of people to the outside that time, exactly where the uh, blitz was going uh, for Amherst. And, uh, you know, Ansley Litchfield had nowhere to go on that one as he pitched it out there to the right side, and uh, the run blitz was coming up there to make the tackle. That may very well be a little film study. They saw yep. a tendency there, and they knew what was going to happen because it looked like they were in the huddle. Yeah. And they came up with the perfect defensive stop here. So it's going to be fourth and a long eight, and with the wind at the back, you're going to see Shea Punt here, I'm sure. He's standing at his own goal line. Not much pressure coming. He's going to kick the ball up high. It's going to be picked up at the 31-yard line by Tommenheim by uh, Eckout. Eckout has a sideline, has one man to beat, and he's going to get pushed out of bounds by Shea at about the 22-yard line. He went from the 30 all the way out to the 22, so that's going to be 10, 20, about 37 yards on the kickoff return. Yep, and uh, he got that ball, and his, his up man did a good job of making a block to kind of spring him out off the bat, and then he got a little momentum going down that left side, Randy. He picked up another block and uh, gets it all the way out here to the 22-yard line for Amherst. Be a gain of 32 on the return. Be a 32-yard kickoff return, and now Tommenheim out of that uh, shotgun formation. We'll call for it. And it's time to throw. He's going to throw it in the end zone into coverage, and it's going to be broken up by Shoemaker at the goal line. Had a man there. Was going to take a perfect pass because, again, that was man-to-man into a zone, and uh, safety came over with a little bit of help. And it was a well-thrown ball, a safe ball, but it does fall incomplete. Yeah, Shoemaker was right there when Eckout was going down that left side there, Randy, and, and Tobenheim tried to hook up with Eckout there, but Shoemaker did a really good job of going with him and getting over there to deflect that ball. Our presenting sponsors include Mary Lanning Healthcare, celebrating 100 years of inspired care, helping us bring you coverage of the 2015 high school football playoffs. And on the snap, another flag. And most assuredly, that'll go against the team with the white hats, the white shirts, and the red pants. Yep. Legal motion there again, Randy. Just, yep. just getting a little bit antsy on this on the right side here. One guy just kind of leaned a little bit forward on that. That's the third time that's yep. happened here in the first quarter. We got a minute 13 to go in said quarter, and it's 21 to 8. Amherst has the lead. They've scored a touchdown every time that they have possessed the ball. And uh, then a, a long kickoff return for Ansley Litchfield. That accounts for their eight points. First and 15, excuse me, second and 15. Tobenheim, he's going to scramble, wanted to throw, and he's going to gain about seven as he's going to go out of bounds right at the 20-yard line. Yep, look downfield, Randy. Got a little bit of pressure coming on his outside there, and then he decided, you know, there wasn't anything there. Tucks it down and tucks it under and then uh, tries to pick up what he can and, uh, you know, get a little bit third down and a little bit closer and stuff. But there was, 
Ansley Litchfield did a good job of covering the guys downfield. So it's going to set up now third and nine, and uh, with this wind, uh, especially in the face, this is, uh, if the wind was going the other direction, it's this length, you might think about kicking a field goal if you don't get it here. But as it sounds, this will be four-down territory. Hold the neck out, comes across the motion. Tobenheim's going to throw it in underneath. It's going to go off the fingertips of his intended receiver, Trevor Adelong, and it falls incomplete. That would have taken a, uh, a Division One type of diving catch for that to be a first down, but Trevor Adelong gave it his full effort. He did. You know, he ran a little bit of an out route down to about the five, six-yard line there, Randy, and Taubenheim kind of rolled out here to the right side, faked that handoff going back to the left side and, and uh, tried to hit him on down the sideline down here, but like you said, you know, he made it a great effort to Trevor and uh, just didn't quite come up with it. And Coach Evans uh, mentioned during the uh, pregame discussion with Doug Duda that, uh, yeah, we can kick field goals. And uh, from this side of the field, it would work if the wind was going the other direction. They're actually going to go out of the eye formation here on fourth and nine. Tommenheim's going to fake the handoff. He's going to throw it to a wide open receiver into the end zone. Touchdown. Hold the neck out. Yeah, just, you know, out of the uh, eye formation, he kind of faked that going up the middle off that. And uh, and then, uh, you know, he did a good job, uh, you know, holding the neck out, did a good job of, you know, kind of fake blocking. And then he go, goes out into that flat area and goes down the field. And then he got he caught up with him. Uh, Tobenheim did a good job of make, carrying out that fake and, uh, you know, hitting him on the back side there, on the left side there, Randy, for the touchdown. So a 20-yard pass complete for the five-points bank touchdown. All of our touchdowns brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank. Adelong will try to add the extra point, and uh, it wobbles a little bit into that win, but he's able to punch it through. Remains perfect on the PATs here in the game, and it's now 28-8 to with 56 seconds to go here in the first quarter. We'll be back with the kickoff here in Ansley right after this timeout. Buzz's Marine has been creating family memories since 1956, and this year was one for the record books. We had a great season, and you reaped the benefits. We have more premium used boats than ever before, detailed and indoors. Financing is available, so stop in now. Get the perfect boat that is right for your family. Don't miss out. Get here before our 36th annual used boat show in January. View our used inventory online at buzzesmarine.com or stop by to browse through our 60,000 square feet of indoor showrooms. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Kearney. And welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. And we know who Amherst or Litchfield, Ansley Litchfield, will play in the next round because it's a final on our sister station, well, on uh, Classic Hits 98.9 FM, Burwell 43, Blue Hill 40. And a back-and-forth affair, so the Longhorns would uh, travel to Amherst or would host Ansley Litchfield depending on how this one goes. But right now it's 28-8 to as Amherst has scored every time they've had their hands on the football. Jacob Klingelhofer to kick it off here into the wind. A good, strong kick that is going to take a nice bounce and get a touchback. Again, there's a strong wind, and he's able to punch that in for the touchback. That is a pretty good special teams play brought to you by the special people at Acera Care Hospice. Caring for the moments that matter with locations in Kearney, Grand Island, and York, serving all the Tri-Cities and beyond. Call Acera Care Hospice today for your loved ones when they need the right care at the right time. And right now, I would say Ansley Litchfield yep. needs to maybe not get a touchdown here, but they need to start flipping. They just need to start believing in themselves and yep. have some success on offense. Yep. You know, if they can move the football, you know, like you said, even if they don't get a touchdown, but, you know, move the football a little bit and get a little bit of confidence back in there. 
They're going to run out of that I formation, and Shoemaker's going to try to throw it, and it's going to be incomplete as he was being sacked. He did get the ball out, and is that a fumble, or is that going to be an incomplete pass? I think they're marking it as a fumble. Yep, I think you're right, Randy. Jacob Klingelhofer was draped yeah. all over him and was, uh, yeah, they're going to mark that for a loss of five, so we'll give Klingelhofer credit for a sack here and a loss of five on the play on the fumble. He was trying to throw it, but I think when he was cocking is when the ball came out. Yep, and he, he, he rolled out to that right side. They tried to hit a guy deep on this route out here, Randy, and uh, Eckout did a good job of rolling over the top on that one and, and covering the guy deep and he had nowhere to throw that football, and he did a good job of covering that one at Amherst. So the ball is just outside the 10-yard line. They're going to pitch it to Shea. Shea has a nice seam right up the middle, and he's going to get tripped up with the last man left, and that was Braden Eckout, and Braden Eckout hit him right in the middle of those big thighs of his, and you hit that any lower, he might have jumped over, and you hit it any higher, you get run over. Yep. And, and Shea, you know, following Rhodey, Randy, you know, and, and that's a big guy to be following and stuff. And he got the momentum going and, you know, picks up, you know, about seven yards on that play. You know, just a quick toss to the left side. Well, actually, with that loss of four, the play before, that's actually a gain of about nine. And Shea is going to run off that left side, just follow his guard through the hole. And Rhodey, and he's going to have enough for the first down as he's marked just short of the 30-yard line. Yep, just came back with kind of the same play coming to this left side, you know, for Ansley Litchfield and uh, following his blockers, doing a good job of following the you know people up front and then his fullback also and picks up the first down for Ansley Litchfield. So the ball just short of the 30-yard line here, and we will have to wait for the second quarter to find out where we go from here. First and 10 from the 30, and now we have uh, expired all the time from quarter number one. Plenty of action, though, as Amherst has scored every time they've had their hands on the ball. They lead it 28-8 to over Ansley Litchfield. It'll be first and 10 for the Spartans when we come back to Ansley right after this timeout. Community is a place that means coming together, a place where smiles are warm, where handshakes are firm. The day's work is honest. Buffalo County Farm Bureau is hometown proud. We work for farm and ranch families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm or ranch, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Visit nefb.org to learn more. With over 60 years of experience, Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating is the company to trust with all your heating needs. Winter will be here soon. Is your heating system ready? Don't be caught without your system working properly when you need it the most. Kelly and the crew will check out everything on your furnace or heat pump to make sure it's ready for all those cold days. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating in Kearney at 308-236-6437 or in Holdridge at 995-4481 or on the web at andersonbros.com. And welcome back here. First and 10 from the 30. Quick little handoff to Shea, and Shea is upended right at the line of scrimmage. A great tackle there by Holden, by Braden Eckhout yep. after a gain of, uh, well, they gave him a pretty good spot there. As he landed on top of Eckhout and then was down, so that's going to be a gain of three. Yep, just coming to the right side here of, of Ansley Litchfield, uh, you know, then Braden Eckhout did a good job of coming up there and then cutting him under, and but he ended up picking about three yards. High formation again, quick pitch out to that left wing here for Shea. Shea just going to follow right off of the tight end, right up the middle, and they're going to spot him just short of midfield, so it's going to be third and less than a half yard for a first down. Yep, this time going to the left side of Ansley Litchfield. Uh, and they kind of got a little bit of things going here. They, they, you know, right before the uh, quarter ended, they went two times to the left side and they went to the right side here 
Now they went back to the left side for third and short. And again, Rody, and he flinched a little bit. Yeah, the big man, <laughs> you're that size. You flinch a little bit, people are going to notice. Yep. That's going to cost him five yards. So instead of it being third and less than a half yard, it's now going to be third and five. And he's a big old truck. And if you need a big old truck, contact Tom Dinsdale Autoplex in Grand Island. All you need to know in central Nebraska is Tom Dinsdale Autoplex and TomDinsdale.com, one of our presenting sponsors of the 2015 state playoffs. So third and a long five here. Pitch out uh, to Shea, and Shea's going to get hit in the backfield. He's going to gain about a yard and a half, and that's going to be it. And now uh, I, I, I still think you punt. But it's starting to be that time where Ansley's going to have to, Ansley Litchfield's going to have to roll the dice a little bit. Yep. And then, you know, quick toss to the left side there, Randy. They've done a quick toss to the right, you know, and left. And, you know, they, he follows his blockers and does a good job. But this time uh, they did a good job of cutting underneath there, the blockers. And did Ansley Litch, or did Amherst and cut him a little bit short? Amherst is playing this one, uh, what we call a safe punt, to make sure that Shea actually punts it because he is a. Uh, running back and the the punter, and he's going to do that rugby style, and it's going to get a pretty good roll here. It's just going to go inside the 10-yard line, and uh, that don't get a whole lot better in terms of of effectiveness. It didn't look real good. Those rugby punts only get about seven yards off the ground, Uh, but uh, it worked out here in terms of trying to flip the field and, and make Amherst go the distance. But Amherst has scored a touchdown every time they've had their hands on the ball, and they lead it 28-8 to eight, now with 9.57 to go here second quarter. And that's what, you know, we kind of talked about it. You know, they get, got a couple first downs, did uh, Ansley Litchfield there, Randy, but then, you know, the, it stalled because of the jumping. And then, you know, he gets a rugby punt and gets it down here to the 9. They're going to do I formation here. And Tobenheim looking to throw. He's going to throw it off on that left side. Going to be caught by Braden Eckout. And Eckout is going to be tackled at about the 22-yard line. So that's going to be a gain of about 13 on the, oh, excuse me, 11 on the play. Yep, just to, you know, fake the handoff to the eye back. And then he kind of, you know, rolls back out to the right side. And, uh, you know, Eckout did a good job of getting open on that right side. Just ran a little bit of an out route. And uh, he connects with uh, connects with him. And then he you know, picks up the first down for Amherst. All of our games stream on PlatteRiverPreps.com and our internet streaming is brought to you by the University of Nebraska Kearney. We are difference makers. Call the schedule a campus visit. First and 10, I formation. They fake the uh, handoff. Tobenheim is going to throw. Gets it down on that right side a little bit too high over the sideline there for holding neck out, and it falls incomplete. And again, that play action uh, they haven't handed it off yet out of that I formation, and I don't think Angela Litzfield is, is buying the play action very much. They're expecting Tombenheim to pass, which yep. he's now done 16 times. Yep, and that's exactly what they've you know, did. Now they got a personal foul, Randy. They're rough face masking, uh, did Ansley Litchfield. Ooh, right that's here. a 15-yard penalty. That will give them a first down. So, again, you, you can't have that uh, work before no. you. And we want to welcome all of our listeners on Classic Hits 98.9 FM as well as KXBN 1460 in uh, Kearney as well. As uh, you heard just a little bit ago, Burwell getting past Blue Hill 43-40. to Here we have Amherst taking the lead 28-8 to against Angeli Litzfield. The winner of this game will take on Burwell 
next week. Shotgun formation, high snap, Tobenheim handles it. He has time to throw, throws it, has a man open, and it's going to be caught by Holden Eckout. Eckout's going to take it on that right side, and he's in for the touchdown. Yep, just just nice pass to him, you know, and then uh, they faked that handoff again, Randy, and this time they hit him down the sideline there on the right side. Uh, he did a really good job of, you know, holding it, uh, you know, because I, I, I watched the uh, defensive line a couple of times there, and they really, you know, looked like they were getting the handoff, so they kind of collapsed on that. It gave him a little bit of more time to throw that ball because that was a deep pass uh, that he connected on there. And my apologies to the whole Adelong family because that, uh, that long catch of uh, 48 yards was Trevor Adelong. Now Trevor will try to add the extra point as well. The hold by Eckhout, the kick is up, and they had to rush it, and that one is uh, no good. So the uh, wind at the back of Adelong, he misses his first extra point of the night after he has a 48-yard pitch and catch down that right sideline. But it is 34-8, a comfortable 26-point lead right now for Amherst with 9.19 to go here before halftime. A five-points bank touchdown by Trevor Adelong, reeling it in from 48 yards away, and it's 34-8. We'll be back here to Ansley right after this timeout. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Kearney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, see Kearney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Kearney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. Well, Trevor Adelong with the uh, touchdown from 48 yards away, and it's now 34-8. to eight. Amherst has the lead, and we heard from uh, Coach uh, Brad Kerr of Ansley Litchfield. He said, if this game gets in the 40s, he doesn't like his chances. Yep. Well, we got 34 <laughs> points right they, now. So, I thought they signaled no good, but they've got 35 on the scoreboard there. Trying to, yeah. A uh, kickoff is going to go out of bounds there for Klingelhofer, and it's going to go out of bounds at about the uh, 22-yard line. And uh, they have some options here. They can... They can actually, I think, enforce the penalty from there. Uh, so they'll, they'll have a quick little discussion about what they want to do here. But Ansley Litchfield is going to get pretty good field position to start this drive. Yep, and this is got you know things that they need. They need a little bit of a break to you know kind of go their way. You know to get the get these guys you know you know pumped back up a little bit here, Randy. You know to see what they can do. You know maybe get a drive going and uh, you know you know run some clock off for for Ansley Litchfield and not get that football back to Amherst right off the bat. It's a red-hot offense. The ball will be spotted at the 25-yard line. So, yeah, they could have taken that at the 22 or take the uh, penalty from the from the kick, and it'd be at the 25. So that's, you know, mark it from there. That, but you can take it there if it goes out of bounds earlier. You'll see that on onside kicks. Eye formation here for Ansley Litchfield. They fake the handoff, and Shoemaker now is going to throw it, and it's going to be intercepted. Intercepted by Braden Eckhout, and Eckhout's going to take it down the sideline, and he's going to bring it across the 30 to about the 29, and just like that, first and 10 now for a red-hot offense that has scored every time they've had their hands on the ball. Yep, and that's when, you know, they faked that handoff, and Eckhout does a good job. He kind of does a really good job of, you know, portraying that, that safety area, and he just makes sure that things doesn't you know, get behind him, and he did a really good job as they tried to hit that tight end after they've kind of faked that handoff, and uh, 
Eckout was right there to, you know, um, pick it off and return it back here to about the 29-yard line for Amherst. So Shoemaker's first pass of the game is intercepted, and Tommenheim will call out the snap, fakes one and hand off on a little counter play, is going to hand it off to Braden Eckout, and Braden Eckout's going to make it back to the line of scrimmage. That's going to be about it. Uh, Ansley Litchfield was ready for that one. The Spartans set up camp right at where that ball was heading. Yep, they faked the handoff going to the right side and gave it back to the guy coming back to this left side here, Randy. And like you said, uh, Ansley Litchfield did a really good job of staying at home and uh, sniffing that one out because they got no gain on the play. So Tobenheim slaps the hands together, wants the football, steps under some pressure. There's a flag thrown down, hold the neck out with the catch. They blow a whistle. And they stop the play while it was going on after it had started. And the flag came in well after the snap. And Holden Eckout had the ball at about the 10-yard line, still running with it in space after the catch, but they, they blew that one dead. I don't think they really meant to blow the whistle. I think it's going to be a hold here. Okay. That's a late flag if uh, they were offsides. Yeah. In any event, it is going to be a penalty here on Ansley Litchfield. Okay. They call a face mask, and they must have called it that somebody was in danger. Yeah. And then, you know, so Amherst, Litch, or Amherst will, um, you know, decline okay, this right, penalty right. now. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. And then an inadvertent whistle. So that blew the ball dead where it happened when it was an inadvertent whistle. And now the ball is going to be out to about the 16-yard line. That's still going to be a gain of 15 on the play. And Tobenheim is going to get the yards as is Eckout. So a strange, and they're having a, a discussion here with Coach Care with the officials uh, as Angelique Litchfield has called a timeout. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. And the officials have to explain themselves because the, the face mask penalty, I do not know if it's right or wrong. That is the point. But uh, the inadvertent whistle probably actually benefited Ansley Litchfield here because he was inside the 10-yard line, and the ball right now is spotted at the 16. So yep. we're going to take a quick timeout here. 34-8, to eight, Amherst has uh, got it first and 10, leading it 34-8 to eight with 8.34 to go here in uh, the second quarter, and we'll be back in 30 seconds. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. Welcome back here. Quick handoff to Colton Burke. Burke is going to take it to the outside. Skips down the sideline. Is going to be knocked down inside the 10. He's going to have enough for the first down. He's about the six-yard line. That's going to be a nice little gain of 13 here for Colton. Burke. Yep, just taking that ball to the right side there, Randy, you know, and got got a, picked up a block on that outside. Uh, he got hit about the 10-yard line there, spun off a guy, and uh, gets it down to the six for Amherst. Again, that an inadvertent whistle actually benefited Ansley Litchfield because uh, Eckhout had the ball about where we have it right now, and Tobenheim takes the snap, and he's going to run with it, and he loses the football. They are tackling the ball. It comes loose, but Amherst is able to pounce on it, forcing the uh, 
the fumble was Marshall Cools. Again, he was he was tackling the football. He wasn't tackling Trey Tobenheim. He was trying to rip the ball away, and he did. But uh, falling on it, I believe, was Eckout. Yep. Eckout got back on the football about the five-yard line there, Randy, on that. And that was... Uh, that was Braden Eckhout who was able to fall on it at the five. So that'll be a gain of about one here for Tobenheim, who's looking to throw. Throws it in underneath. Has an open man. Touchdown. Five-yard touchdown pass complete to Holden Eckhout. And we'll see if it's holding on the play because there is a flag down. Yep. Right where you would ex- suspect a holding penalty right at the point of attack there. And the, uh, the officials are talking to Ansley Litchfield here. And they do have a Spartan down on the field. Yep, and they're well, and they're moving it back here, Randy, for Amherst. Yep, so right there at the spot of the foul, about the seven-yard line, and they're moving them back here to about the 17 for Amherst. Now, Ty Hadwiger, as we all know, has been uh, hurt with a hip flexor. It has been uh, out for the last five weeks. Not looking good. Maybe if they made it to the state finals, he might be able to come back. There's a lot of mites there. Uh, But uh, they did get uh, good news today because Peyton Call was able to play with that uh, knee sprain and slightly dislocated uh, patella that he had on his knee. That is our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center getting you back in the game of life with two locations in Kearney. And part of that injury report also would involve James Mills, who got banged up a little bit. And he is uh, he's not putting a lot of weight on that right leg. I don't know if it's hip, ankle, or knee, but something on that right side doesn't feel good for him. And he's going to have to come out of the ballgame from his linebacker position. I didn't see exactly what happened you know, in that middle of that little scrum there, Randy, but... Uh... Like you said, he's kind of limping off here to the sideline. Hopefully he can get back into the football game. Now that he's come off the field, they will blow the ball ready for play here. It was a holding penalty, so it'll be second and about 17 here. Tobenheim looking to throw. Throws it in underneath, complete down to the 10, down the 5, down the sideline, and into the end zone is holding Eckhout. Eckhout with a five-points bank touchdown as he eluded a defender who had him wrapped up at about the five-yard line, ran through the tackle, and goes into the end zone. Yep, just, you know, uh, out route on the right side, holding the neck out, you know, gets the football. And he was, you know, the defender was right there about the 10-yard line, Randy, and, you know, with him. And uh, he broke that tackle and then took it on into the end zone on the right side there for Amherst. So holding the neck out's third touchdown reception of the game. Tobenheim has accounted for every uh, touchdown except for a run by Braden neck out. And here Adelung will try to add the extra point. This one is up, and it is good. And now that would make it 41-8 to with 7.42 to go here in the second quarter. So the machine that is the Amherst Broncos offense is fine-tuned and rolling here as they cash in on the interception and the short field, and they lead it 41-8 to with 7.42 to go here in the first half. We're back right after this timeout. Sure, you know Fanatics is a great place to watch the game and have great food. But Fanatics is also the perfect place for your holiday party. Their party room can be set up for an intimate gathering or a company Christmas party for up to 100. Order straight from the menu, or Fanatics will customize a meal for you and your guests. Enjoy your privacy or join the fun with everybody else at Fanatics. Fanatics does birthday and graduation parties, too. Holiday parties are more fun with Fanatics. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks, Central Avenue, Kearney. And welcome back here to the 
Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth on the road here in Ansley as Ansley Litchfield playing host here to uh, Amherst. And right now Amherst is uh, looking awfully good. 41-8. to eight. They have the lead here with 7.42 to go in the second quarter. They've had the ball six times, six touchdowns. Yep. And they're just clicking on all cylinders to a lot of different people, Randy. Yeah, Klinelhofer with the kickoff is going to be picked up at about the one-yard line with it is Shoemaker. Shoemaker trying to get that far sideline, running all the way across, and that just you're not going to outrun that many Broncos because he literally had it outside the numbers on the right side, took it all the way to the left around that sideline, and uh, there's just too much team speed for the Broncos for that to work. Yeah, and uh, you know, he gets, a, like you said, Randy, the ball clear over here onto the right side, the right hashes, and he's trying to take it clear over to the left side to get to maybe to that wall on that side. But uh, with that, you know, you're running right into Amherst is, you know, what they do well, and that's run, run, and run, so they can, you know, track you down on that. So our uh, presenting sponsors of the Nebraska football playoffs include Nebraska Land National Bank, Nebraska Land National Bank, local people, local decisions, local ownership. I-formation here, first and ten. They're going to pitch it out to Shea. Shea on that right side is going to take it right over the top of the guard, and he's going to bring it across the 15-yard line uh, out to about the 18. So that's going to be a gain of about three yards. Yep, just a quick toss to the left side there, Randy. He's following that roadie, you know, the, the big fullback up the up to that side there, and you know, trying to f- find a hole out of that situation. Amherst is really flowing hard to the football and uh, gets a short gain of three yards. Second and seven, pitch out to Shoemaker. Shoemaker right up the middle, and boy, he is uh, met in the hole as it was filled up there, and uh, coming up. For Amherst was uh, Chase Pearson, I believe. Yep, Chase Pearson filling in from these linebacker spot. It's going to be third and five, and that was a that was a man-sized collision there. Yep, and as Chase, you know, came up there, Randy, right in the middle out of that situation, and he hit, you know, he didn't try to take him on real high. He just kind of hit him right about the midsection there, and uh, you know, short gain for Ansley Litchfield. So it's going to be a quick little handoff right up the middle. And Rhodey's got nowhere to go, and the big man has a lot of mini-me's pulling out his uh, legs in there underneath, and he lands on a flag right at the point of attack. Generally, that's where you're going to find a hold, but it could be a face mask as well on the tackle. So we'll see what the call is here. Be short gain. It would be fourth and uh, some work here, and it is going to be after that short gain, that holding call. They'll wave that off, and it's going to be fourth and about five. Yeah, you know, you know, the big guy going up the middle, that's what they're trying to get, you know, maybe, you know, something out of that uh, because they've been running the eye back a lot. They tried to get the fullback up the middle off that one. Yeah, Amherst was right there to, you know, stiffen up there and hold him short for a, a little bit of a gain for Ansley Litchfield. With the turnover last time, Ansley Litchfield gave Amherst a short field. That didn't work out for him very well, but neither has a long field either because Amherst's offense has been on fire here. Long count for Shea, who's going to do that rugby-style punt. And that one, he really got the foot into it. It's going to hit at about the 20-yard line, take an Ansley Litchfield roll, and it's going to be downed at about the 16-yard line. So we went from about the 16 to the 16. That's uh, that's pretty good uh, work there for uh, Shea with the punt. Yeah, and you know, like you said, does that rugby style? Last time it got about seven, eight yards up, you know, off the line of scrimmage or off the you know ground there, and it got a good roll. This time he got it, got it over Eckout's head and got it all the way down to the 16, 15. What is it? The 16 yard line. That's 16 yard yeah. line. Yeah, Trey Tobenheim with four touchdown passes on the game. 
is going to be in that uh, pistol formation. He's going to have a running back off of either shoulder. First time they've seen this lineup here. And uh, the wider, the running backs are going to go out, a little wheel route, a little bit too high as he's trying to connect with Colton Burke, and it's going to fall incomplete. Yep, and he, he had plenty of time there. You know, he got a little bit of pressure, so he kind of rolled off to this left side. He's trying to hit Colton Burke going down the field on that one, man. He had a couple other guys down here. Uh, Ansley Litchfield did a really good job of covering all three of those guys this time, and, and Trey Tybernheim did a good job just throwing it out of bounds. I don't see a flag, but there is a discussion by the officials here. 5.42 to go in the second quarter. It's 41-8. to Amherst with the lead and the football, and they're talking with Ansley Litchfield. And I haven't seen a flag. Have you done? Um, I think there's one right here on this sideline. If when the kids kind of move around about the 25 okay, yard line, okay. right there. All right, on the near sideline, and the the uh, we're we're low enough, and I love the love these seats here yeah. that we have in the press box. We're low enough that uh, yeah, I can see the flag now. So it's uh, that, that would be where you would get uh, defensive holding or a pass interference or something. That was about 15 yards past the line of scrimmage. Yep. So we'll uh, see what the call is here. They were having a discussion with uh, Ansley Litchfield, and so that's going to be going against uh, Amherst. That might be one of those where they blocked before the ball was thrown. Thrown or something, yeah. Yeah, one of those pick plays, and uh, they've been calling that a lot in the pros, but this penalty is uh, going to be going against uh, Amherst. And uh, let's get you updated on a couple of scores here. Amherst, 41-8. to They'll be If they win, whoever wins this game will be taking on 4 seed at Burwell. 43-40 to winners. Elgin Pope John with a 34-6 to win over Hemingford. And 7 seed at Clearwater Orchard won today, 38-36. to Long pass here by Tobenheim into the win. A jump ball, and it's going to be incomplete. Eckhout was there, but Shoemaker with a nice break on the ball, able to knock it away, and the pass falls incomplete. Yep, and There's not a lot of jump balls that Brayden Eckhout isn't going to come down with. Exactly, and that's why you know Tobin you'll trust him. He'll try to get that ball out there to him as much as possible. But like you said, Randy, Shoemaker did a great job of getting right there and uh, knocking that away. And I guess we got a couple unsportsmanlike on both sides. So, again, a little, little chippy there. These two teams played about two and a half, three and a half weeks ago on, uh, I think it was the 16th of, uh, of uh, October. Uh, that ended up being a 43-point win for Amherst. And, you know, they're, they're hard feelings from that. And right now it's 41-8 to eight with 5.35 to go. So no harm, no foul there, I yep. guess, as we have offsetting penalties here. It's going to be second and 16, though. From uh, inside the 10-yard line, man in motion is going to be Eckhout. And Braden Eckhout, uh, Tobenheim gets him where he wants, low snap, and loses the football. It's on the ground, and it's covered for a touchdown. Loose ball picked up in the end zone for the touchdown by Marshall Cools. Yeah, and Rody that time, Randy, go, you know, came in there hard, and uh, it was a high snap or, or low snap, and then Tobenheim couldn't quite get the handle on it. He tried to hand that ball off. Uh, did, the play was just kind of blown up right off the bat, and uh, Ansley Litchfield lands on it in the end zone for a touchdown for Ansley Litchfield. So Marshall Coles falls on the ball in the end zone for the touchdown, and now another two-point conversion here. They're going to go out of that I formation. Shoemaker will pitch it out to Shea. Shea right up the middle has a hole and in for the two-point conversion. 41-16 to 16 now as you had a kickoff return, and then you have the defensive uh, fumble recovery in the end zone for the touchdown for Ansley Litchfield, and they're staying in it. 
It's 41-16 with 5.32 to go here in the second quarter. A five-points bank touchdown scored by the defense for the Spartans. And they'll kick it off when we come back right after this. No, Mom, it's Josh's turn. I had to take it out the last time. Trash just isn't something people like to deal with. But at Ravenna Sanitation, we take trash seriously and are here to be your trash collection connection. If you need trash removal from your home, business, or farm, Ravenna Sanitation is ready to meet your needs. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County, is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Find Ravenna Sanitation in the Pleasanton or Ravenna phone book. And welcome back here to Ansley Litchfield. And uh, I don't mean to be snarky, but it still is true. Every time Amherst has had uh, their hands on the football, it's been a touchdown. But this time it turned into a uh, an Ansley Litchfield touchdown because Amherst um, had a little trouble with the snap. They didn't look real organized to begin with. And uh, then when that defensive pressure came by Rody, loose ball picked up by Marshall Cools in the end zone. And Coles falls on it. For the touchdown, and it's now 41 to 16, and they're going to try an onside kick. And there's a hard hit as the ball is loose. They're going to throw a flat a marker there. The ball was recovered momentarily for Amherst, and then the the recoverer was hit hard by one of the Spartans. And I think we might have an injured player there. As they took him off the ball, it was a clean, hard football play. As I think Rody is the one that hit the uh, Amherst player. And the Amherst player is still down, and it's recovered by the Spartans. Yep, and just a, you know, a, 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 you know, onside kick here that, you know, Amherst was kind of going back, and, uh, you know, then all of a sudden they had to come forward out of that, and Rody was right there as the football got right to the guy, and he, he hit him hard, the ball popped out, and Ansley Litchfield gets on the football for an onside kick here recovery. And again, I haven't seen the number just yet from our vantage point, but uh, the young man was on his knees recovering the ball Mm -hmm. and then was hit right in the chest. I mean, completely legal play. Nothing, there's there's not a speck of dirt on that play. I mean, it's not dirty at all. It was just a clean, hard football play. Rody with the hard hit and then the ball being recovered here by the Spartans. And to me, the injury looks like I got the wind knocked out of it because he was he was hit hard and was somewhat exposed. Yep, and like you said, nothing dirty about it, Randy. Like you said, you know, he, he went back and he took two steps forward to try to you know get that, and then there was uh, Rody right there to make that tackle. And uh, it is uh, Colin Jackson who uh, was there to try to recover the ball, and they help him off the field. And we'll kind of keep an eye on him as uh, the, our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center getting you back in the game of life with two locations in Kearney. And what a shot Jackson took there and uh, wasn't able to come up with the ball. That was a clean play here for Ansley Litchfield. And they kind of forced to roll the dice a little bit. I don't think it surprised Amherst. It was just executed perfectly by the Spartans. So the ball's at the 35-yard line, first and 10, and they're going to pitch the ball out to Shea. Shea on that left side is going to be hit at the line of scrimmage and will rumble forward for a little gain. Chase Pearson led the tackle there after a gain of one. Yep, just a quick toss to that left side there, and he's trying to follow his blockers, uh, and he picks up one yard on the play, Randy. But, uh, you know, now we got Rody back in the game for and or for. 
Ansley Litchfield, and they, uh, you know, like to follow him wherever he goes. Uh, you know, he's a big guy. He likes to, you know, lay the wood on things. Yeah, and he's in his fullback position here, and he's going to lead the block for Shea, and Shea is going to be met at the line of scrimmage, and he's down as Tobenheim in on the tackle, but the first one there was Jacob Klingelhofer, and Klingelhofer filled that hole very nicely. No gain on the play. Yeah, he did a good job because he kind of, you know, Rody came up to try to block him, and he kind of made a, you know, a move to kind of get rid of him, and then he was right there to make the tackle. Uh, so he did a really good job of, you know, getting rid of the tackle and getting in there, or getting rid of the block and getting in on the tackle. May have gained about a half yard, so this is going to be third and about eight and a half. Rolling out, looking to throw is going to be Shoemaker. Shoemaker throws on that right side, and it's going to be incomplete. He was trying to connect with the uh, wide receiver on that far side, and there was great coverage by Tobenheim, and uh, Coles had no chance of coming down with that ball because the coverage was perfect. Yeah, and uh, he rolls out here to this right side, and he's trying to hit the guy going down the sideline. There was two guys, two receivers, another guy going down about the hash marks there, Randy, another guy going down on this sideline here, and Amherst had both of them blanketed. Eckhout had the other one in the middle, and Tobinine had the guy on the outside. So Shea is in punt formation. He is standing at his own 35-yard line as the ball is uh, snapped to him, and he's going to rugby it, and it's blocked! And the ball is loose at the 20-yard line, and... It's still rolling around. It's going to be down at the 30, but the block is going to set up great field position. And a nice job coming through there was Tim Christensen, who got the block on that rugby-style kick. Yep, you know, took uh, one le- little extra step there. He's rugby style on that left side there, Randy. And uh, he did a good job coming in there and getting his hands out there and just making that block. And then, uh, you know, Amherst got the ball now here about the 30-yard line. Great special teams play brought to you by the special people at Care Hospice. Caring for the moments, the matter of locations in Kearney, Grand Island, New York, serving all the Tri-Cities and beyond. Call Care Hospice today for your loved ones when they need the right care at the right time. First and 10. So they're at the 30. Tobenheim looking to throw. He's got time. He throws it late over the middle. It's caught. Touchdown! Eckhout with a great break on the ball who split two defenders to make the catch at the goal line for the touchdown. Just running, you know, he came, you know, he's on this left side here, Randy, and, and Tobenheim rolls out to the right side, and Eckhout ran this deep out, or deep post route towards the middle off that. He got in between those two guys, does a great job. Once that football's in the air, he's going to go up there and try to get that football, and Eckhout came down with it for the touchdown. Fifth touchdown pass of the first half for Trey Tobenheim, and flags all over the field here. Illegal substitution can be called against Amherst. Uh, again, uh, with, with some of the injury issues out there, I think they were a little confused about, uh, about um, who was supposed to be out there. And I'm looking to see if Colin Jackson has stepped back on the field after being hit on that kickoff. He's right there at the 30-yard line on the sideline. Right yeah, he there. looks like he's ready to come back yeah. in, but he's not out there at the moment, nor am I sure that he's on the, the extra point uh, uh, play here. They're going to back him up five yards. Adelong's got a little bit more work to do here on the point after. He's been nearly perfect on the night. Been awfully good all season long. The kick is up high. It is good. Right down the middle. And it's going to be 48 to 16. A 32 point lead here for Amherst with 4.05 to go here in the first half. And after the block kick one play later, the 30-yard touchdown strike, fifth touchdown pass of the game here for Trey Tobenheim, and 
The Broncos are in control here, 48-16. to 16. We'll be back to answer Litchfield right after this timeout. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. They treat all surgical and non-surgical orthopedic and sports medicine needs. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Call New West Sports Medicine today at 308-865-2570 to schedule your appointment. That's 308-865-2570. And welcome back here to Ansley Litchfield as uh, Braden Eckhout with a great break on the ball. Actually, when Tobenheim threw that, I go, oh, that's, that's not good. That's going to be intercepted. But tell you what, he knew what he was doing. And yep. Braden Eckhout, a great break on the ball, comes up with the five points bank touchdown. And the line drive kickoff here is going to be picked up at about the five-yard line. Shoemaker trying to get to the sideline, and he'll bring it across the 20 and be down to about the 21-yard line. Not bad that time. Instead of running east and west, they started heading north and south with it, and they got a a fairly good uh, return out of it. As, again, nice job staying in the lanes here for Amherst, who lead it 48-16. to Yeah, and he, like you said, Randy, he picks up the football right there, and then he, he's coming straight ahead instead of trying to get clear out to the outside. Um, they kind of changed maybe their, you know, where they wanted to run the football on that one on the uh, kickoff return this time, and he did a good job getting the football out here. If you have the defense and special teams for Ansley Litchfield, you're fairly happy with your fantasy <laughs> team because they have a kickoff return and a defensive touchdown. That's all they've got done as they pitch it out here for Shea. Shea trying to get something done for the offensive side of the ball and only gains about one yard. Again, that is just a great example of the team speed for Amherst on that quick little pitch out there because there was five guys who got there right now. Yeah, they did, you know, and it looked like, you know, there was going to be something kind of developing out of that situation, Randy, and then the linebackers got there, and then then Eckout was there from his safety position also. Like you said, you know, those guys have good team speed to get out there to the outside. So a gain maybe of one here, second and nine, with now 3.20 to go. Quick little handoff. No, they fake the handoff, and they counter out of that, and they're going to pitch it out late to Shea, and Shea is going to end up gaining about five. A lot going on on that play. They fake the handoff one direction, spun around, and uh, ran a little counter option on the other side. And again, all that and good defensive discipline for Amherst to stay with that play. They only gave up about four yards on it. Yep, and it, you know, they, like you said, they faked it to the fullback, kind of spun and went to the outside. It looked like he was going to be drugged down. He kind of shuttled it out there to his uh, eye back and then uh, you know goes out to the outside, picks up a little bit for Anza Litchfield. Eye formation. They pitch it out to Shea. Shea with a little stiff arm and uh, will get knocked down by the second guy. He uh, stiff armed. I think that was Pearson from his linebacker position. No, check that. That was Jacob Klinghoffer who came up there was the first one. Stiff-armed him, and Klinghoffer still got a good chunk of that attack. Yep. And, uh, you know, just to kind of get it out here to the outside, you know, and uh, you have a good, good linebackers like Amherst does, and they can flow really hard. And, and the guys up front, like you said, Klingelhofer's one of them that he stiffed-armed right off the bat, Randy, and, and he was one of them that got in on a tackle on that last play. So a gain of maybe a half yard. It's going to set up a now third and about three and a half, maybe four. And Shea is in punt formation. He's going to rugby out that left side, and it's partially blocked. It's going to be picked up uh, past the line of scrimmage. That might be a loose ball. It is picked up by Rody, and Rody cannot advance that. It was touched past the line of scrimmage, and then it was touched. That ball can't be spotted there because you cannot advance a muff. 
and that's where they're going to spot it. So, but it was recovered. It was recovered by Ansley Litchfield. The ball went past the line of scrimmage. Yes, it was blocked in the backfield, but once it went past the line of scrimmage and then was touched by an Amherst player, it became live on the muff. They advanced the five yards and shouldn't have been allowed to do that. But a break here for Ansley Litchfield. They'll have the ball just short of midfield, and they'll pitch it out to Shea. Shea's hitting in the backfield, but the pile moves forward as he finds a little seam there and slapping the turf and disgust is Chase Pearson because Pearson thought he should have had a loss on the play. Instead, it's going to be a gain of about four. Yeah, because Pearson shot through there, Randy, and then he you know, kind of hit him right about the line of scrimmage there, uh, you know, about a yard behind the line of scrimmage, and uh, Shea did a good job of you know, just keeping his feet driving and, and moving the football on that. Yeah, and uh, that, uh, that got him a nice little gain on the play. So I formation here just across midfield, and they're going to hand it off to Rody. Rody up the middle is being dragged. He's dragging a couple of guys down as Pearson was at his legs, but he only had one leg, and so he was that bunny hopping forward for a gain of about six, six and a half. Yep, you know, this time they gave it to the fullback going up to the middle on the left side there, Randy, and, uh, you know, Rody's a tough guy to bring down. Like you said, one guy had a hold of his foot, but he kind of drug him for the first down. They moved the chains, just like Carney Towing Repair will do for you if you're stranded on the side of the road, no matter where, though. Get you home, a high snap, ball is loose, and it's going to be a huge loss here as they try to pitch it back out to Shea. They had trouble with the with the initial exchange, and then the ball was kind of, not handled real well by Shoemaker, tried to pitch it, and it was way off the mark, and Shea has to fall on it at about the 36-yard line. So that's a big loss yeah. on the play, and it's going to set up now second and about 22. Yeah, and then, you know, just as they were trying to get, you know, four, five, six yards on a, at a whack at things here, Randy, now they got a, you know, loss of about 12 on the play on here. Now they're short of midfield. They're going to go out of that I formation. Shoemaker now looking to throw. They're trying to set up the screen, and it's nearly intercepted. Nearly intercepted by a Holden Eckout who diagnosed that, broke through there, but broke through just maybe a second late for him to be able to make that interception as he fought his way through there and didn't have time to get his hands up. And like you said, Randy, you know, they, they did a good job. You know, he did a great job of fighting through there. Um, number 26, Klingenhofer, was right down uh, Shoemaker's throat as he was trying to get that, you know, main pass up out there on the left side for the Litchfield. Lenek out needed his hands to get through blockers yep. and then couldn't get his hands up just quick enough to make the catch. Otherwise, that would have been a defensive touchdown. I formation here on third and... 22, and they just hand it off to the fullback, and the fullback is going to, Rody's going to fight his way out to the 40-yard line, so that'll be a gain of three when they needed about 23. Yeah, just you know, quick handoff right up to the fullback, see if he can, he can break something out of that. Uh, Amherst up front did a really good job of, of initiating and, and making the tackle right there, and then the linebackers came in there and kind of cleaned things up. So it's going to be fourth down, and the ball is going to be short of the 40-yard line. they got to get out to the uh, 21, so it's going to be 19 yards that they need here, and uh, either they're going to call a timeout or take a five-yard penalty. They're going to call a timeout. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership, Nebraska Land National Bank. Member FDIC. We're going to keep it right here, and we'll remind you that the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report will be coming up now in 12 seconds. 48-16 to 16 is the lead right now for Amherst, and the two touchdowns for Ansley Litchfield. One came on defense with a fumble in the end zone uh, that was picked up by the uh, Spartans. Didn't even have to advance it. They just picked it up, and uh, then a kickoff return 
for a touchdown. Other than that, other than the fun, the turnover, uh, Amherst has scored every time they've had their hands on the ball. Yep, and uh, you know they they can do it in a lot of different ways, Randy. Also, you know, and, and they get it out to a lot of different people. It's just not one or two people out there that they try to get it to. It's three, four, and five people that they can get it to. With Tobenheim five touchdown passes yep. here in the first half. So, again, we'll see if this one gets uh, blocked here for Shea. Shea, no pressure this time with that rugby kick, and that one's going to be a short kick. It's going to go out of bounds with, uh, I think it's six seconds left on the clock. Just going, you know, trying that rugby going to that left side, Randy, and he got it off of his foot off to the left side there, you know, shanked it a little bit, and it's going to be down about the 29-yard line right here for Amherst. Yeah, it's going to be right at, uh, right at the 29, just short of the 30-yard line. So about 51 yards away, and they have to probably get it done in one play here if you're Amherst. And I wouldn't be at all surprised to see them just uh, kneel on the football and head to the locker room leading it 48 to 16. But you got that offense. You might want to might want to take it out for a test drive. They are going to go out of the pistol formation. Tobenheim gets the snap. They are looking to throw the football, and he's going to throw the ball deep. One-man route out there for Eckout, and it's tipped in nearly into the hands of Eckout. Uh, again, they into double coverage, but so what? If it gets intercepted at about the eight-yard line, that wouldn't be that bad of a deal. It was deflected, and then Eckout saw the ball adjusted, looked over the other shoulder, and nearly came up with a ball, but instead... It falls incomplete, and so that long throw, nothing happens on it for Amherst, but they were awfully close. They head to the locker room right now with a 48-16 to lead. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll get you updated on all the scores from across the state. This is one of the last games of the day being played in the state of Nebraska, so we'll run through all those scores, get you updated on uh, the scoring that happened here as well as the statistics with Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report right after this timeout. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. The three L's of PlatteRiverPreps.com. Log on for info on all your favorite teams with links to articles organized by school and sport. Listen to any of the radio broadcasts on our five Platte River radio stations and download podcasts to past events. And like us on Facebook to get select pictures and breaking news of high school sports going on. Platte River Preps, your one-stop source for high school sporting news covering over 100 teams across the state of Nebraska. Go to PlatteRiverPreps.com. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. And welcome back here to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure. 
serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local Yellow Pages. Amherst in control here at halftime in Ansley by a score of 48-16. to uh, 16. And again, we can talk about the uh, numbers offensively for Amherst and will as I total some things up here in a little bit. But I'll tell you what, that Amherst defense is pretty good against yep. a very strong physical football team. And they're, 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 they're a little bit of muscle up front, but a lot of speed on that defense, and they're getting the job done. Yeah, and, and that's what they, you know, kind of hang their hat on, Randy. You know, they, they do a decent job up front uh, with those guys up front. But, uh, you know, Ansley Litchfield up front, and with that fullback, you know, Rhodes coming, Rhodey coming in there, uh, you know, leading the way a lot of times, they got to make sure that they do some assignment football. And those backers, uh, you know, and safety, Eckout has to come up there and make some tackles sometimes. And that's exactly what uh, Amherst is doing as, as Ansley Litchfield wanted to go, you know, get that four, five, six-yard gains and kind of grind things out, try to keep this thing, you know, going for them uh, on the ground and keep that clock running and get that ball away from Amherst as much as possible because Amherst has a lot of weapons out there. It's just not one guy. You know, they, you know, Braden Eckhout's a great athlete, but they have about three or four other guys that they can get the football to, and that's what he's doing. Uh, Tybenheim does a great job of, done, you know, just not picking out Eckhout. He picks out a lot of his different receivers every once in a while and, and gets those guys the football, and they can make the people miss and get down the field also. But, you know, Amherst does a good job of running and getting to the football and pursuing the football. It looks like there's a few times, you know, when they're trying to run some of that, you know, option off of it and trying to get the, you know, to the outside. It looks like it's open, and then all of a sudden there's two or three guys that are just flowing extremely hard to the football and, and make the tackle. And you're looking, man, that's got to be about a four, five, maybe six-yard gain in an Ampile. It's a two-yard gain. They can get to the football, and these guys got some speed, does Amherst. They do, and uh, let's go through some numbers. Uh, we'll begin, first of all, for Ansley Litchfield. We talked about how Amherst has done such a great job defensively, uh, and Ansley Litchfield in the uh, first half here, Michael Shoemaker, has carried the ball four times for a negative 14 yards. Uh, that, that errant pitch yep. was uh, credited to him for a loss of 12, so he's got a negative 14 yards rushing here in the first half. Taylor Shea has carried the ball 17 times, for 51 yards, so that literally has been three yards in a cloud of dust. Landon Rohde has carried the ball six times for 18 yards. So, again, they're averaging three yards a carry, but, again, they've had enough negative plays that they haven't been able to sustain drives. So, total, Ansley Litchfield here in the first half has 55 yards of offense because they're 0 for 3 in the air, including one interception that gave uh, Amherst the short field, which eventually Amherst was able to cash in on the touchdown. For Amherst, uh, rushing the football, Trey Tobenheim has carried the ball six times for 54 yards. Colton Burke has one carry for 13 yards. Brayden Eckhout has two carries for 27 yards, so 10 rushes for 94 yards here in the first half. They have nearly twice as many yards as the rushing team, Ansley Litchfield. And in the air, Trey Tobenheim is 15 of 22 for 286 yards, no interception, and I think I said five touchdowns. I believe it's four touchdowns. No, it's five touchdowns here in the first half. And let's go through the scoring summary for you as well. 
First drive of the game, Amherst right down the field. Tobenheim ran it in from 21 yards out. That made it 7 to nothing. Next time they got their hands on the ball, Braden Eckhout, he ran in from 19 yards out. That made it 14 to nothing. The ensuing kickoff was taken by Trevor Scott, about 72 yards on the kickoff. The two-point conversion was good. That made it 14 to 8 with about nine minutes to go in the uh, first quarter. Uh, excuse me, with about uh, four minutes to go in the first quarter. Ensuing drive, Amherst right down the field they go. Trey Tobenheim hit hold the neck out on a beautiful 55-yard touchdown pass. That made it 21-8. to Next time they got the ball, Amherst again. Same combination, Tobenheim to hold the neck out, 20 yards for the touchdown. Extra point good again, 28-8 to at that point. And then early in the second quarter, Tobenheim hit uh, Trevor Adelong on a 48-yard strike. The extra point by Adelong was no good, only blemish he's got on the day. 34-8 to at that point. Next time they got the hands on the ball, Amherst this time again was able to uh, uh, connect with uh, Eckout uh, on a 17-yard pass. That made it 41-8 to with the extra point. And then Marshall Coles, uh, when uh, a nice punt was downed at about the five-yard line, and then a penalty got them back a little bit further. Problem for Amherst, they dropped the football, and Coles was able to fall on it in the end zone. Two-point conversion was good after that defensive touchdown, made it 41-16. to And then the uh, about two plays later, Tobenheim hit a hold the neck out again on a 30-yard touchdown pass. That made it 48-16, to and that is where we're at here right now. This wrap-up brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need wrapped up in one great insurance agent. Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. We're going to take a break. When we come back with more of the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report, we'll take a look at all the scores in eight-man action from the playoffs as we look around the state when we come back here at Ansley right after this timeout. I think you go into nursing because you have a vision of being able to make a difference in people's lives. I remember the nurse when I was a child and going to the doctor's office. I guess that was what I always just wanted to do. It's the nurses that make the difference as to whether a patient really feels good about being here and feels like they're in good hands. I think the nurses gained status. Because they lived it, number one, but they also brought all that knowledge and expertise from many years of dealing with pretty much any situation that they might run into. They became respected by the medical staff as very highly qualified registered nurses. So I'm I'm kind of proud of that. Celebrating 100 years of inspired care. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. And welcome back to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Let's uh, check all the scores from around the state. We'll begin, first of all, here in Class D1 in the West Division. Uh, number nine seed, Ansley Litchfield, trailing at halftime here to top seed at Amherst, 48-16. to 16. 
The winner will be taking on Burwell. Burwell with a 43-40 win over Blue Hill. A game hurt earlier right here on Classic Hits 98.9 FM. Back and forth affair, but the Longhorns win it 43-40 over the Blue Hill Bobcats. And uh, Burwell will take on the winner of this game. And the rest of the bracket, a couple of upsets on the other side. Elgin Public, Pope John with a 34-6 win over third-seeded Hemingford. They'll be taking on seven-seeded Clearwater Orchard. Clearwater Orchard with a 38-36 win over second-seeded Perkins County. And a real uh, a lot of fireworks in that one. And so Burwell, Elgin Public, Pope John, and Clearwater Orchard have all advanced. And right now Amherst with a comfortable lead, 42-16 here at intermission. In the east bracket, Bruning Davenport, Shickley, no problem with Neely Oakdale. They actually had a running clock. 42-7 was the final in that one. The top seed will be taking on four-seeded Guardian Angels, Central Catholic, a 74-6 winner over Bloomfield. And because Guardian Angel Central Catholic was uh, on the road at Bloomfield for that tight 74-6 win, the fourth seed will host the top seed. So that's that's one of those things I think is weird about the seeding system in the NSAA, but I don't know who to complain to about that. Six-seeded High Plains Community right now with a 66-28 lead in the fourth quarter over East Butler. So the six-seed out in the east, looks like they're going to advance as well. Second-seeded Creighton with a 52-12 to win over Clarkson Lee. And uh, so if High Plains Community uh, holds on, it looks like they probably will, they'll host Creighton. And in Class D2, it's um, Chambers Wheeler Central with a 54-18 to win over Bertrand. And so they top-seed advances. And Selma Myrna with a 44-16 to lead over Mullen. And, and Selma Myrna would host that game if they hold on uh, against uh, Chambers Wheeler Central. Third-seeded Sandhills-Thedford with a 62-27 win over Maxwell. That's a final. They'll be taking on the second seed as Garden County won uh, on the uh, at home 50-14 over Crawford and Garden County. The seeds held up over there, so the second seed will host the third seed there. Elsewhere, it hasn't been necessarily good to be the number one seed in eight-man action because you're going to be on the road against probably a four seed or something else uh, with the possible exception of Amherst. If they can hold on here, they will host next week Burwell. In Class um, D2 in the east, it's uh, Humphrey St. Francis, the top seed. No problem at home with Osceola, 52 to nothing. They're in the third quarter with a running clock. Next up for them will be Fall City Sacred Heart. The four seed at home with a 34-26 win over Randolph. Why not shut out Lawrence Nelson 38 to nothing? That is a uh, final there. And Extra Milligan will host Why Not as uh, Extra Milligan with a 48-32 win over Kennesaw. A game heard on her sister station, The Breeze, 94.5. As that's uh, all wrapped up. And that's all the action that we have for you from across the state here today. Don't forget that the CPI tire... Scoreboard show will be coming up with a bunch of recaps and everything at the conclusion of our broadcast here. But again, all those scores here on Platte River Radio. Well, here, Platte River Radio will deliver the score. And Ashley Furniture Home Store will deliver your dream furniture right to your door. Once again, here at halftime in Ansley, Ansley Litchfield is trailing top seed at Amherst by a score of 48-16. to 16. As we'll continue with more of the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report right after this timeout. 
Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. At the Riverdale State Bank, we understand what it takes to succeed. And that's why we're there for you every day, making your life better, our community stronger, and striving for your success. Helping you develop and grow. That's the goal of the Riverdale State Bank. Banking made simple. From checking to savings and loans, we can help. So stop in and see the professional staff at the Riverdale State Bank today. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Proud to sponsor Legion Baseball. And welcome back here to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure. Serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local yellow pages. And right now everything going uh, Amherst way. I guess the the only other thing Amherst would like to see here up by 32 points. They're up 48 to uh, 16. What they kind of like to see if they could, if they could is get that running clock and get this over with so you can keep everybody healthy for yep. next week. Yeah, and that's one of the things, Randy. You know, you you kind of look at it, you know, and, and, and Ansley Litchfield big up front and stuff, and that's one thing that you probably want to look at is, you know, if we can get another score for Amherst and they get that running clock going, you know, because as you keep going on into the playoffs, you got to have people that are healthy and those types of things. So that's one thing coming out of this game that uh, either side, they want to be healthy when they go into play Burwell next week. And Colin Jackson did take that, uh, that hard hit uh, on that onside kick. And I'm uh, looking out there right now as they are warming up and uh, trying to see if I see number 33 out there. Because if you're doing that warm-up, if you're running up and down the field, then uh, you probably don't have that concussion protocol. And one of the things to kind of factor in here is, uh, and he is in the end zone, and I'm I'll see if he's actually going to run around. He's got his hands on his hips, so I'm not sure. We'll try to keep an eye on it, see whether or not he uh, would be capable of coming in. They might still hold him out, uh, even if they they feel like they could use him with the the condition that the field, I mean, the score is in right now. They might try to protect him a little bit. So we'll, we'll try to keep an eye on that as well. That's exactly right, Randy. You know, if you because he was on the sideline cheering and jumping up and down on some things over there, uh, you know, earlier in the or later in the second quarter there. But uh, you know, it's one of those yeah, things. You everybody kind of else look is at out him. running pass patterns, yep. and and uh, he normally would be out doing that, limbering up. I don't think we're going to see him now again. I don't know if it, he's got his helmet on, and yep. usually if you have a concussion, they don't let you even have your helmet. Yeah. So I don't know if that's it, but I have a feeling that he won't play. And uh, hopefully we'll have a chance to talk with Coach Evans after the game. Uh, and then we can kind of get an update uh, on Colin Jackson here. Because, again, he clean play, yep. but uh, he got lit up on an onside kick. And uh, six days for their next game. So if, if he is diagnosed with a concussion, definitely 100% he's out for next week. Yep. Because uh, even if tomorrow morning they said you're clear, if he wasn't clear tonight, uh, that's not yep. seven days. Yep, so exactly he, right. he wouldn't be able to play next week. Yeah. And hopefully, like you said, Randy, hopefully it's just something, you know, they're just holding him out um, and those types of things. Like you said, after the game, we can get Evan, Coach Evans up here to, 
you know, kind of go through some stuff with this for us. But, you know, he's, he's an important part for, uh, you know, Amherst also. He does a lot of good things for Amherst, um, you know, and they need everybody yeah. as they keep moving on. All hands on deck if they move on. Yep. We don't want to put the cart before the horse here. Stranger things have happened. They just don't happen very often to give up a 48-16 to 16 lead, and that's what Amherst has here as we'll start the second half and wrap up our uh, Ravenna Sanitation halftime report right after this timeout. This football season, keep your favorite game day traditions running strong with the power and dependability of a brand new pickup. If you've been wanting a new truck, Tom Dinsdale Automotive has an unbeatable selection on their lot. Test drive your favorites and pick the one that's right for you. From Omaha to Denver and Kansas City to Sioux Falls, Tom Dinsdale Automotive in Grand Island is your truck destination. Tom Dinsdale, your truck destination. Students are back to school and the local teams are ready to head back onto the field. Nebraska Land National Bank would like to show our support for area students as they begin a new year. Stop by today and ask about our student accounts. From saving accounts to absolutely free checking accounts, we have the right fit for you. Visit us online at NebraskaLandBank.com or stop by 4615 2nd Avenue. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Member FDIC. Nebraska Land National Bank. Now's the time to get in touch with Craig Weegis, your Pioneer sales professional, to learn about the early pay savings program options. There's still time to choose from two payment periods, each with its own level of savings. Whichever you select, you'll get the financial rewards of using industry-leading products and technologies. Act before November 20th to take advantage of the 10% cash discount from DuPont Pioneer. For more information, contact your local Pioneer sales professional, Craig Weegis, science with service, delivering success. And welcome back here to Ansley Litchfield. This has been the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure. Serving Buffalo County for business or residential service, Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local Yellow Pages. Randy Bushcutter, Don Lee, our engineer Caleb Henry back in the studios. Thanks for joining us. We started off earlier on uh, ESPN Radio, and then uh, after the uh, Burwell-Blue Hill game wrapped up here on Classic Hits 98.9 FM, and uh, it might be on two different radio stations, but Amherst has looked good on all of them as they're ahead here at intermission 48-16. to 16. Yeah, and, and we mentioned it before, Randy, Tobelheim does a great job of not just finding, you know, Braden Eck out, which everybody's going, man, he's the main guy, but there's a lot of good receivers on this Amherst team. Yeah, Holden's got a couple of touchdown passes. Uh, Adelung's got one as well. Here with the kickoff for uh, Klingelhofer, going to be picked up by uh, Shoemaker. Shoemaker right up the middle, going to be pursued from the backside by Colton Burke, and Burke is going to make the tackle at about the 24-yard line. Burke filled the hole that they hoped to bring him through, so then he kind of backtracked around and got what he could. That was a good read there by Shoemaker, but uh, again, uh, Burke uh, right on track and uh, was able to kind of track him down from the backside. Yeah, like you said, Burke did a good job there, Randy. You know, like you said, he filled that hole up there, and then uh, Shoemaker tried to take it back out to the outside or to the inside uh, to see what he could get, but Burke did a good job of, of tackling him there in the field. Presenting sponsors of the state football playoffs include Nebraska Land National Bank in Kearney. Local people, local decisions, local ownership, and they're going to hand the ball off to Shea, and Shea comes right up the middle, has a nice little head of steam going. Tobenheim hits him low, protects himself, and makes the tackle at the 30-yard line. That'll be a gain of about six. Yeah, just a quick toss out here to the left side. He's going to follow his uh, fullback out of this, Randy, and uh, Rhodes does a good job of, uh, Rhodey does a good job of, uh, you know, 
clearing the way, and Tobelheim did a good job of coming up there and tackling him low. And Shea, all he was missing was that whistle, and he would have been a train coming right through the middle. A quick little pitch on that outside is going to go right over guard, and again, power football right up the middle, and he's going to bring it across the 36-yard line. That'll be a gain of six, and they will move the chains. Yep, just another toss off to the right side this time, Randy. He follows that fullback again and uh, you know picks up the first down for Ansley Litchfield. That's exactly what Ansley Litchfield needs here in the second half is to keep this clock going and keep running the football. And the chain gang moving the chains just like Carney Towing Repair will do for you if you're stranded on the side of the road. No matter where you are, they'll get you home. Second and, uh, excuse me, first and ten. Quick pitch out uh, for Shea, and Shea is going to be brought down at the line of scrimmage. That time... They ate up a couple of blockers, and on the backside, Klingelhofer made the tackle right at the line of uh, scrimmage and maybe a gain of a half yard. Yep, as they kind of tossed it out here to this left side, and Klingelhofer did a really good job from his left side on uh, Amherst defense coming across that line of scrimmage, Randy, and making the tackle. And instead of standing in front of those big guys blocking you, they're now kind of coming in underneath that and using their their speed as Amherst got some better angles there. Pitch out again to Shea. Shea's going to put his head down right at the 40-yard line, bring it across midfield. It's going to gain about a yard and a half. There's going to be a whole lot of bodies there on the tackle, including Chase Pearson, as well as Colton Burke on the tackle. Yep, just quick toss to the left side here. Uh, you know, uh, Christensen is in there. Pearson was in there. Holton was in there. They did a good job, Randy, of kind of coming up there and making that. Like you said, they're kind of turning their bodies, making the, the blockers miss, and then getting in on the tackles. So Shea started off a gain of six, gain of six, and then the last two have been a gain of one and a gain of three, so it's going to be now third and six. They're going to hand it off to the fullback, and Rody is going to spin around at about the 35-yard line. He's going to be down there. He'll gain about four, and it's going to be fourth down here, but manageable. It's only about one yard to go. Yep, they give that ball to the fullback this time, Randy. He was hit right at the line of scrimmage. Uh, he kind of fought off, and then he spun around, and he kind of leaned forward and uh, you know tries to get that ball clear up there as far as he can. Uh, officials time out here. I'm not really for sure what, but they huddle up here to discuss something. Are they going to come out and measure? That first down marker is a good yard away. Yeah. So they're going to bring out the chains. They're bringing the chains out. The chain gang is, just like Carney Towing Repair will do for you if you're stranded on the side of the road. No matter where, they'll get you home. This is going to be short by the yard, I'm sure, that they indicated earlier. Yeah, it's a... Uh, it's, it's a good yard. I mean, I'm, you don't see them bring the chains out very often, honestly. And I, I don't know why they did there. And Ansley Litchfield might have asked for it so they'd have time to talk about what they want to do. Yep. And that's basically giving Ansley Litchfield a free timeout because that wasn't even close. No, you could see that from up here that it was a good yard off the off there. But like you said, it might have gave them a chance to get something drawn up here for them. So they're going to tighten things up. Two tight ends, eye formation, Shoemaker under center, going to pitch it out to Shea. Shea off the left side, has enough for the first down. He's going to bring it across the 30 and get uh, upended there by Braden Eckhout. And uh, they'll have more than enough for the first down here as they go from the uh, 34-yard line down to the 26, so that's going to be gain eight. Yep, just a toss out here to the left side. They had it all kind of bunched up to Amherst up in that middle, and uh, they thought maybe they are going to give it to that fullback. They tossed out here to the left side, and he picks up the first down. Same formation here, two tight ends, the eye, and uh, just right up the guard is going to be Shea, and Shea's going to be stopped at the 20-yard line, so that's going to be a nice little gain of seven. Yep. 
So they got something going on here at Azansla Litchfield to start the second half. They're driving right down the field. They trail it 48-16. to 16. They've uh, taken over three minutes off the clock here so far, but at least they're moving the chains. Yep, and that's exactly what they, you know, that was kind of the game plan to start off with, Randy. Try to move this football on the run and uh, keep that clock going, and that's exactly the second half what they're doing. Winner of this game will take on Burwell, who was a 43-40 to 40 winner over Blue Hill, and just a quick little uh, hitter right up the middle. And uh, it was uh, another handoff to Shea, just right up the middle. Yep. And he gains about a yard and a half. It's going to set up now third and about two. Yep, on that backside, Klinghoffer did a good job, Randy, coming down the uh, line of scrimmage there and getting in on that tackle there. Uh, but like you said, just a quick toss to Shea coming to this left side, and uh, Klinghoffer did a good job coming down the line of scrimmage and making the tackle. By the time they snap it, will be inside of eight minutes to go here in the third quarter. 32-point lead here for Amherst, and there's movement up front, and I think Amherst jumped off sides. At least the folks from Ansley are applauding. Ansley Litchfield's applauds here, so I think that'll be a five-yard penalty. As again, you get that hair trigger a little bit if you really want to stuff the run as uh, Amherst had in mind there, and it will move the chains here for Ansley. Yeah, and, and you know they're right up there. You know it's third and short. They're anxious to get up there and get going, and uh, just a quick hard count and. Uh, uh, got him a five-yard penalty and first down for Ansley. First time either team has been in the um, Platte Valley Auto of Carney red zone. And a handoff to Shea. Shea spins. He's going to go through the middle for a 13-yard touchdown. Yep. He hit, went in there hard, went in there and spun, and he goes in for the touchdown. First play from inside the Platte Valley Auto of Carney red zone. When you're in the zone shopping for a new used vehicle, head to the top of the hill, 2nd Avenue at 42nd, Carney's hometown Ford store. So Angeli right through the middle as Shea goes in for the 13-yard touchdown. Yep, just a toss to him on that left side. and He got hit right at the line of scrimmage. Randy shook that guy off and uh, went in the end zone for a touchdown for Angeli Litchfield. And, again, the uh, Spartans will uh, try the uh, two-point conversion. They just have a handoff right through the middle, and they're in for the touchdown. Yep, just a toss to the right side up for that two-point conversion, and Shea takes it right to the right side and scores for the two-point conversion here for Ansley Litchfield. So three times they've gotten the touchdown, three times they've gotten the, three, uh, the, the conversion, and they've been able to cut the lead. Well, the lead is in half. It's 48-24 with 7.42 to go, down by three touchdowns, three two-point conversions. Yeah. You know, this is still doable here for Ansley Litchfield. They're going to kick off, trailing it, 48-24 to Amherst with 7.42 to go. When we come back right after this. Ryan Trampy is a very proud supporter of all area sports. Ever wonder what sets Channel Seed products apart from other seed? It's a direct connection to Monsanto, a company consistently recognized as a leader in seed and trait technology. Tested globally, locally, and then combined with the latest traits and treatments to ensure performance potential on your acres. Thanks to the farmers, Channel Seed is now the third largest seed corn brand and fourth largest soybean seed brand in the country. Best of luck to all the athletes today from Ryan Trampy, your Channel And welcome back here to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. A nice drive to start the second half for Ansley Litchfield. Not only does it get points on the board, which obviously are very important, uh, also uh, Ansley Litchfield maybe begin to feel a little bit better about themselves because this is what they need to do here, and we'll see what they decide to do with the uh, kickoff here. And uh, Amherst is playing for the onside kick. They only have one guy back deep. 
and they're going to they are going to onside kick it, and it's going to be recovered by Amherst. It didn't even go 10 yards, but Chase Pearson was not going to take a risk there. He comes up ahead at about the 38-yard line and falls on it, so good field position here for Amherst. So Amherst understanding the situation, and that time Ansley did not have perfect execution on the onside kick. Nope, and like you said, Randy, Amherst was right there. They had the guys clear up there, that one guy deep, and the rest of them were right up here uh, waiting for that onside kick and recovered it right there. So already Amherst is in Ansley Litchfield territory, and they'll switch the two defensive ends. Tobenheim gets the snap. Burke will pick up a block for him. Now he's going to scramble off that left side, throws it in underneath. It's going to be caught at about the 30-yard line. Nice little underneath catch just sitting down on that route is holding Eckout, and Eckout is uh, going to gain about eight yards on the play. Just an out route on that left side there, Randy. Tobenheim rolls out to the left side. He had he had uh, you know Eckout coming across the middle off that one, but he was covered there. And, but uh, uh, he hit uh, Tobenheim on that, or Tobenheim hit him on that left side for a gain of eight. So the ball will be spotted right at the 30-yard line. Tobenheim in that uh, pistol. He's actually under center twice today. Didn't think you'd see that. Tobenheim's going to throw it in underneath, and there's a hard hit by Shea just as the ball was caught. Burt made the catch, was able to still hold on, and he was lit up there by Shea for no gain. Yep, as he rolled out to that left side, he wanted to hit a guy going downfield there. Uh, Eckhout was running a long route there, but Anzi Litfield did a great job of covering that. Burt kind of squeezed out to the left side there. They threw that ball to him. Once he caught it, Shea was right there to make the tackle. And you could hear that hit from up here, but again, Burt held on to it and bounced right back up. Man in motion coming through. That's going to be holding that out. They fake the handoff to him. Tobenheim right up the middle and met the line of scrimmage. Bounces off a of one and is going to bring it inside the 25-yard line. That'll be a gain of five and enough to move the chains. First down for Amherst. Yep, and uh, they fake that you know, end around to the left side there, and he takes off and goes straight up the middle and uh, picks up the first down. Tobenheim running the ball extremely, extremely hard there. 48-24, 24-point lead here for uh, Amherst, and they want to add on to it with 6.40 to go. That clock's still moving. Both teams right now kind of want to keep them working the clock, yeah. you know. And, again, that that uh, that running game for Ansley Litchfield looked good, but they took four minutes off the clock. They're not going to have enough possessions. Quick pitch here on the option. Going to go out to Eckout, and Brayden Eckout is in open space, makes one man miss down the sideline. Going to bring it inside the 10-yard line, down to about the 5 and it'll be first and 10 here as a gain of about 25 on the play. Yeah, this time they ran the uh, option to the right side, right, ran it right towards Rody, uh, you know, and uh, pitched it right there. Tobenheim did to Eckout, and Eckout takes it down to the five-yard line. We're in the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney Red Zone. When you're in the zone shopping for a new used vehicle, head to the top of the hill, 2nd Avenue at 42nd, Kearney's hometown Ford store. Ball spotted at about, uh, about the four-yard line. Tobenheim running the option. He's going to keep it himself. Cuts back against the grain. Makes a couple of guys miss. Goes in untouched. What a great cutback there as he's able to go in for the touchdown. A five points bank touchdown untouched there for Trey Tobenheim. Yep, Trey Tobenheim takes the ball. Goes to the left side there, Randy. You know, kind of looking like he's going to run that little bit of that option off that. And then he just cut it right back across the grain and runs in for the five-yard touchdown. So they answer right back here with 5.59 to go here in the uh, third quarter, and Adelong will try to add the extra point. 
It's currently 54 to 24. The kick is up. It is on its way, and it is good. 55-24, 31-point lead here for Amherst with six minutes to go in the third quarter. And the Broncos will kick it off when we come back to Ansley right after this timeout. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Carney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. And welcome back here to Ansley and the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank member FDIC in Tobenheim. What a great cutback. I mean, yeah. everything was flowing to the outside, and he cut back not only just just to kind of go maybe where the tight end was or where the guard was. Yeah. No, went clear back to the other Cross. side, and everybody had a poor angle at him, and he was able to outrun everybody. That was that was a great piece of instinctual running for mm-hmm. Trey Tobenheim. It was, and like you said, because he had a go, go, everybody going to the left, and they were pursuing him over there, and he just cut it clear back across there uh, and ended for the touchdown for Amherst. Nice run by Trey Tobenheim. That is his second rushing touchdown to uh, go with uh, one, two, three, four, five. Five passing touchdowns, so he's accounted for seven touchdowns, seven five points bank of Carney touchdowns, five points bank, the better bank. So we're midway through the third quarter, and it's 55-24, and Klingelhofer going to kick it off here again. Low line drive kick going to be picked up at the five-yard line. Shoemaker has it, trying to get to the edge out here, makes one man miss, and then just kind of runs out of ground over there as he's forced out of bounds. We'll give uh, credit to Colton Burke for the uh, tackle and a nice decision there by uh, Chase Pearson, who could have lit him up, but didn't need to, and it might have been a half stride out of bounds, so he lays off. Yep. And, you know, like you said, Randy, you know, coming to this left side, and uh, Shoemaker does. And uh, like you said, he could have lit him up. You know, he was just about to step out, but uh, he, he held up right. And, uh, you know, Anzie Litzfield will have the football right here. And we told you we'd keep an eye on it here. Colin Jackson has not come back into the game, so I don't think we'll see him the rest of the night. Quick pitch out here for Shea. Shea right up the middle has a little bit of a seam, and then he's going to get tripped up by Colton Burke, and that's going to be a gain of about six. Yeah, quick toss out here to this left side again, and uh, this is what Lansing Litchfield kind of wanted to do right off the bat, Randy, is just keep running and running and running and grinding things out. And uh, right now in the second half, that's exactly what Ansley Litchfield's doing. That 26th carry of the game here for Taylor Shea, and uh, that's going to be the ninth of the second half here. And we've only played about five and a half minutes, excuse me, six and a half minutes of that second half, and they pitch it out to him again. He comes right up the middle. And cuts back against the grain, and again, Burked on the tackle, and again, a nice little gain is going to be third and about a half a yard. Yep, just a quick toss to him again out here to this left side here, Randy, and then, uh, you know, Shoemaker does a good job of kind of following up there, making some blocks himself after he pitches the ball from his quarterback position. Yeah, they haven't handed it off to him. They have pitched it every single time here in the second half. Again, eye formation, pitch again, cuts back, has enough for the first down. Going to be tripped up after he gets across the 35-yard line as Eckhout 
will trip him up at about the 35, bring it across the 35. That'll be a good solid five, five and a half yard gain or so, and he'll move the chains again. Yep, just a quick toss again to the left side. Just nothing to it. I mean, yeah. Following his fullback out of there and just running extremely hard, does Shea, and picks up the first down for Ansley Litchfield. So they got it at the 36-yard line, a little bit short of midfield here. Again, 55-24 is our score. I formation, a little movement up there for Amherst. They got back. And they throw the flag. And he, he yep. was in the neutral zone, but then got back. A lot of times they'll they'll let that one go because nobody moved for uh, Ansley Litchfield. But that'll be a five yard penalty. And again, the way Ansley Litchfield has run the ball here in the second half, uh, Amherst doesn't uh, need to help him. Nope. And like you said, Randy, you know, moving moving them ahead five yards in the way they've been moving the football on the ground. This is good for Ansley Litchfield. And they're going to pitch it out to Shea, who comes back, cuts back against the grain just a little bit. He's going to gain about four. And, again, he's just running right over center guard. It's just coming right back in the middle. Maybe he'll start one way and cut across, but it's just going right up the middle here. Yeah, and just a quick little toss back to, those, to, his, to his back, Randy, and he follows those guys up front. Uh, and those guys up front, the line, and then the fullback, and everybody's doing a good job for Ansley Litchfield. Presenting sponsors include Tom Dinsdale Autoplex in Grand Island. All you need to know in Central Nebraska is Tom Dinsdale Autoplex and TomDinsdale.com. Second and about a yard and a half here. Pitch to Shea again, right up the middle, brings it across the 35, down to about the 32-yard line, more than enough for a first down here as he's going to gain about four and only needed about one. Yep, Actually the, closer to five. Yeah. They give him all the way out to the 30-yard line. And just a good, you know, quick toss again out there to the back, and uh, he's just going to follow his blockers up. He's running the football. Shea is really, really extremely hard and picks up the first down for Ansley Litchfield. And, again, they, I, I don't think they're going to – let's just call it here. Quick pitch out to uh, – <laughs> To Shea, that's exactly what it is. Right up the middle again, and that time they're going to stand him up right at the line of scrimmage. Starting the pile there is Colton Burke. Yep. Burke was in on it, and also a nice job there by Chase Pearson at cleaning it up, and also filling in a little gap there was Peyton Call. Yep. So that time they really stiffened. Yep. This no time game. they did. Yeah, and they you know we you called it right off the bat, ran quick toss to the you know the eye back, and then he's going to come to this left side. And this time, uh, Amherst uh, stiffened up a little bit for no, hardly any gain on that one. Now, why would you do anything different? But yep. after no gain, they might try something different here. I formation, same formation, two tight ends. And they'll pitch it right up the middle. And again, this time, no gain. And Amherst has found a way to stiffen. Yep. They have done a nice job as calls in on the bottom of the pile. And also Tobenheim coming in from his uh, linebacker slash corner position comes in, and there's no gain on the play. Yep, another quick toss to the, you know, the eye back Shea in the backfield to this left side, and he kind of tries to find a hole, but the Amherst was right there stiffening up in the middle on this, these last two plays. Uh, 2.08 to go here in the third quarter. It's 55-24, 31-point lead here for Amherst. Last time Ansley Litchfield had their hands on the ball, they drove right down the field and was doing so until the last two plays here when Amherst held them with no gain. Quick pitch out to Shoemaker. I mean, to Shea. Shea now down the sideline is tiptoeing, and it looks like he's going to have enough for the first down except for that yellow hanky that's sitting at about the uh, 28-yard line. That's uh, downfield where you might see a little bit of blocking downfield and a hold on an offensive lineman on that play, and they are talking with Amherst 
And I have a feeling that's what it's going to be here as a hold. Yeah. It's a spot foul. Oh, it's actually going to be a face mask, just a five-yard face mask variety. So it was down the field about uh, four yards, so they'll lose about a yard there, but they lose a nice 12, 13-yard gain. So it's now going to set up third and 11 at the 31-yard line. They've got to get it all the way down to the 20. Yeah, and then they've been just, you know, even on that last play, Randy, you know, nine yards to go, they just tossed it back there, and Shea took it a little bit outside this time, this last time, see what they do here. So they're going to pitch it out to Shea. Same play, going down the sideline, has a little seam, and he's going to get upended at about the 18-yard line. Eckhout saves the touchdown, but a quick little hitter, and that was as well as a play has been blocked all night here for Ansley Litchfield as they go from the 31 down to the 18-yard line. That's a gain of 13, and it'll move the chain. Yep, and just another toss back to, the, to Shea in the backfield, and then he comes to the left side following his blocker. Rody did a good job of getting out of there and getting the lead block for him, his fullback, and they pick up the first down. And again, they keep running on that left side. High formation, pitch, they go to the left side, more toward the middle, and they're going to bring it down to about the 16-yard line, so that'll be a gain of two for Shea. Yep, just another, you know, they keep going to this left side, just toss it back there to the eye back. He follows his fullback, and he follows the guys up front. Uh, this time, uh, Amherst did a good job of coming up there and blocking, or you know, filling in the gaps and making the tackle. He ran the ball 17 times in the first half. He's already run 15 times here in the third quarter, and we got 39 seconds to go in the third quarter. It's going to be second and about nine. 33 seconds to go. Same formation. Pitch right up the middle, and he's hit in the backfield, and Tobenheim is pumped after making a great open field tackle in the backfield. Now, again, the forward momentum is actually going to bring him back to the line of scrimmage. That's a great play by Tobenheim for no gain. Yeah, Tobenheim came from his backer position there, and then uh, Jacob uh, Klingelhofer kind of took on the fullback there, and then Tobelheimer was able to make the tackle. So third and a full 10 here. They're going to let the clock expire, and we'll head to the fourth quarter. It's 55-24, a 31-point lead here for Amherst over Ansley Litchfield. But Ansley Litchfield, they've been taking time off the clock, but they've been driving the ball pretty successfully here in the second half. And we'll see what they can do here on third and 10, down by 31. We'll be back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth here in Ansley right after this timeout. On our last episode of As the Wheel Turns, Carl was ending a long-term relationship. Carl, I've seen how you look at other vehicles. You just don't look as good as you used to. That's because you haven't taken me to the dent popper. A new spray-on bed liner or bed cover will get people to stare at me. A custom fit floor mats from WeatherTech will make me feel pretty on the inside. Avoid the drama with a trip to the dent popper north of the railroad, 1st Avenue, on the bricks, downtown Connie. And welcome back here to Ansley, where the Amherst Broncos in pretty good shape here, 55-24. to 24. But Ansley's found something uh, here in the second half, running the football with uh, Taylor Shea. Is it's been a steady diet of Taylor Shea up the middle, Taylor Shea to the left side, Taylor Shea wide to the left. Yep. And a lot of times they've been going to the, you know, the left side of uh, Ansley Litchfield. Uh, you know, just tossing that ball back there, Randy, and letting him, you know, pick his spot up the middle or going, trying to kick it out to the outside. Well, that nice play by Tobenheim. It's going to be third and a full 10 here. They fake the uh, handoff, and Shoemaker's going to keep it. Following his uh, 
fullback coming through there, and Rody couldn't open a play as Shoemaker gains maybe a half yard, and it's going to be fourth and at least eight and a half. Yeah, this time they just faked that handoff to the fullback, Randy, and then uh, Shoemaker, like you said, just follows him uh, and tries to pick up what he can off this. Uh, Amherst did a good job right at the front of the tack there and, and uh, kind of clogged it up there in the middle. 55-24. And they're taking time in the huddle. I think they might be calling a timeout. This is not the strategy of a team that's trying to win the game. This is a strategy of a team that doesn't want to get embarrassed on their home field because they're going to call a timeout after letting time expire. Uh, so they call the timeout after letting the uh, play clock expire. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take timeout to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. And we'll take a timeout and find out what Ansley Litchfield is going to do here on fourth and eight with 11.15 to go here in the fourth quarter. 55-24, a comfortable lead here for Amherst. We'll be back to Ansley right after this. Discover new opportunities at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Opportunities that lead to new connections and new passions. At UNK, you won't just go to class. You won't just meet people. You won't just get involved. Here, there's so much more. You'll get an experience that will impact who you are and what you will become. Around here, people know your name. It's up to you what it will be. At the University of Nebraska at Kearney, we are difference makers. Find out how you can make a difference at unk.edu. And welcome back here to the Nebraskaland National Bank broadcast booth, and we'll see what they have in mind here as, as much as anything. I think Ansley would like to keep, uh, keep the ball so they can keep working time off the clock here. Down by 31, they're going to go for it, and a little uh, bootleg pass, and it's going to fall incomplete. They tr- they're going to call a late hit, I think, on the quarterback. And that's a late flag. That'll be a 15-yard penalty and an automatic first down. They won't get the full 15 yards because it'll be half the distance to the goal, but it'll be an automatic first down. Yep, I think you're right, Randy. Shoemaker looking to throw. He faked the handoff, rolled out, and then threw it, and I did not see the hit because I followed the ball. I did too, Randy. But there's two flags down. So and I think that's what they're calling is the late hit on. Well, I wonder. One of them is, is where the quarterback uh, was at the end of the play. The other one is five yards away on the other side over there. That could be a hole. Yeah. Good pressure there because yep. they, they actually had a guy open, yeah. and they were trying to connect with Shea, and it might have worked had it been uh, completed. But, well, the two flags, I think, for the, were for the same thing, even though they weren't uh, thrown there. It's actually going to be a face mask. Okay, not a late hit. The way it looked to me, it didn't look like it was going to be a late hit. But, again, I didn't see it. So they went up in the air to knock down the ball and came down on a face mask, and they're going to call the uh, personal foul variety. And that's the difference between that and a, the five-yarder would not be an automatic first down, but the 15-yard penalty is. So, I believe. Yeah, I personal foul is an automatic first down. That's what yeah, they, and they're uh, moving the chains. Okay. And I'm not exactly sure what uh, Coach Brad Kerr is, is upset about, but he's not happy with how something spotted or something. And he wants an explanation from the officials that's, here. That's, that's, that's interesting, though, because they called personal fouls. Wow. So the ball, yeah, I'm, they're calling it fourth down. Fourth down yeah. They call personal foul, and that's an automatic first down, I believe. Yeah, that's... Now, half the distance, they, they, they've got it. They're going to measure. Did they just give a warning or an infraction? But either way, they And so this is not going to be a timeout. 
No. I'm sure that a personal foul is an automatic first down and when it occurs against the defense. And then he's, he's signaling it's short about 10 inches there. So it's <laughs> and the officials are going to have a conversation here with uh, Coach Kerr. Let's get you updated on a few scores. Uh, the winner of this game will be taking on Burwell, a 43-40 winner over Blue Hill. Elgin Public, Pope John with a 34-6 win over Hemingford. They'll be taking on Clearwater Orchard in the next round, 38-36 winners over second-seeded Perkins County. And the Ansley Litchfield, and trust me, <laughs> football's a big deal in this part of the world. Yes. They, the folks here know the rules. They're barking at the officials as well. Uh, it's going to be fourth and very, very short here after a personal foul called uh, against Amherst. So they're going to hand it off to the big man, and I don't think he got it. I don't think so either, Andy. They handed it off to Rody, and I don't think he got it. And there's flags down at the end of the play as well. The flags came down after the tackle was made. Yeah. So we'll, first we got to check the spot. Good open field tackle. Yeah. Let's uh, tip our hat to Chase Pierce, who made a great tackle on a big man. Yeah, as they gave that ball to the fullback on that left side there, Randy. They're going to call unsportsmanlike uh, against Ansley Litchfield. More than likely, one of the players gave the opinion of what they thought about not having an automatic first down there after the uh, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, the 15-yard penalty from earlier. Yep, and that's exactly, you know, it's going to be Amherst football as they move the ball down the field for them. Um, but, uh, yep, it's one of those uh, situations where, you know, they, they've tried to run that fullback off to that left side. Amherst did a good job of coming in there and stuffing that one, Randy, and then there was a personal foul after that. Well, our engineer and rule aficionado who looked it up here just a little bit ago, Caleb Henry, informs us from the rule book, personal foul and unsportsmanlike conduct penalties are not automatic first downs, just 15 yards, and it wasn't even 15 yards there because it was half the distance. Tobenheim on first down, rolls out, finds a little time and then finds Eck out for a great catch all the way down to the 30-yard line. This nice little roll out to this left side here, Randy. Tobenheim does a great job of eluding the pressure and then Eck out comes across the middle and uh, he connects with Eck out down this uh, about the 30-yard uh, line uh, for Amherst. But nice play by Tobenheim to keep that one going because he got pressured and had to roll out here to the left side. 28-yard gain on the play and they're going to be just short of the 30-yard line, but it's still a gain of 28. And it'll be first and 10 in Ansley Litchfield territory. And the offensive juggernaut that is the Tobenheim-led Broncos offense keeps rolling along here. Quick little throw on that left side. Hold the neck out. Makes a little block out there for Trevor Adelung. And Adelung's going to go out of bounds after he gets across the 25-yard line. Down to, I think they're going to spot him down to the 23. So that'll be a gain of about eight. Yeah, just a quick, uh, quick, and then a flag comes in. I don't know what's going on, but quick out out there to you know to uh, Adeline, and he had a blocker out there, and he he uh, picks up about seven, eight yards on the play. And that flag came down. It looks like at the end of the play, and they are currently talking with uh, Coach Evans over there for Amherst. They're actually having a conversation with the head coach on the field. So I'm not sure exactly what what that is because they usually, you know, they'll look over there and talk to the coach, but they usually don't talk to them while they're on the field. Yeah. 
So, and we haven't seen the indication yet. No. So we'll. And the white hat comes over, and Coach Care wants to know what's going on here as well. No idea what's happening. I've never been. I've never been so lost in a football game. <laughs> well, 10:30 to go here, fourth quarter. It's 55-24, and uh, I didn't see any indication about what the deal was with the flag. I, I didn't either. Not sideline warning. Not anything. I and they didn't wave the flag off either. So we've got no indication about what that flag was about. Shotgun formation for Tobenheim. Pressure coming. He's going to throw it off on that right side. Adelong makes the catch at the line of scrimmage, and then a couple more flags come down at the end of the play. And the officials saw whatever it was, and I think it's a late hit here going against a very frustrated Ansley Litchfield squad. Yep, I think you're right there, Randy. If they tried to get that ball out to, uh, you know, uh, Bert on that left side there, and uh, then some little extracurricular went on afterwards. Yeah, and and it was it was away from the action. It wasn't yeah. on a receiver. I think it was on one of the linemen after the play was over. So it's starting to get a little chippy here with ten and a half to go, and I think. Uh, just about everybody would be happy to see maybe some time coming off the clock here. Ansley Litchfield trailing it 55-24. And with a touchdown here, we would get a running clock. And that'll move them. They don't, they don't get all of that 15 yards because they'll be half the distance to the goal. But we are now in the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney Red Zone. When you're in the zone shopping for a new used vehicle, head to the top of the hill, 2nd Avenue at 42nd Street, Kearney's hometown Ford store. Tobenheim, little pump fake, throws it down on the wheel route, going to be caught by Burke. Burke makes one man miss, cuts to the inside, touchdown. Yeah. Nice just little you know, out or dump pass out here to Burke on this left side here, Randy. And uh, he makes the guy miss right off the bat, and then he cuts back into the inside, makes another guy miss, and takes it on into the end zone for Amherst. So Burke uh, with the touchdown catch. It's in the act as well. Sixth touchdown pass thrown by Trey Tobenheim here in the game. And Tobenheim just looks good back there, and they're going to go for two here right here, Randy. It's already a 37-point lead. They're rolling out, going to throw it in underneath, and the two-point conversion is going to be good to Braden Eck out, and that will make it 53-24. to 24. Excuse me, 63-24. to 24. Burned out light there. 63-24. to 24. So that's going to be a, uh, a huge lead here for a uh, 39-point lead here for the uh, good folks from Amherst as we'll have a running clock here with 10-18 to go in the football game, 63-24. We'll be back to Ansley right after this timeout. At the Aurora Cooperative, the I Believe in the Future of Ag campaign is in full swing. I Believe is focused on building capacity for the future of FFA at the local and state levels. The Aurora Cooperative is one of 22 corporate sponsors providing a total of $270,000 toward the campaign this year. We hope you will pitch in too. Your donation, along with matching funds, will be sent to the FFA chapter of your choice. Contact your local FFA or Aurora Cooperative for more information and join the Aurora Cooperative in supporting FFA. The Aurora Cooperative, growing opportunities. And welcome back here to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. Trey Tobenheim hit Colton Burke on a 13-yard touchdown pass and then throws a two-point conversion to Braden Eckhout. It is now 63-24. to And, again, I'll tell you what, uh, Tobenheim, you know, lighting up that scoreboard and just filling it up with Five Points Bank touchdowns. All of our touchdowns brought to you by Five Points Bank and Kearney, the better bank. And 63-24. Uh, to 24. 
And we'll have a running clock here until we get within 35 points. Right now it's at 39, according to my calculations, and I had to break out a calculator. <laughs> the kickoff goes through the end zone as it gets away from Shoemaker as Klingelhofer punches it in for the touchback. So it would appear, by all indications, uh, that Amherst will be playing host to Burwell. And that'll be a, a rematch of a, a pretty good football game that you uh, heard on Classic Hits 98.9 a few weeks ago uh, that uh, Amherst obviously won because they're still undefeated, and then that's the reason that they're the uh, top seed here. Yeah, and then he, watching this game, Randy, you can see why. On They just got a lot of speed and a lot of you know power, too. So 34-21 was uh, the damage in that one where Amherst was able to hold off Burwell, but, you know, Burwell's uh, playing some pretty good ball. Quick little handoff to Shea, or pitch, rather, and uh, Shea's going to gain about three, and that clock will keep on moving. Yep, just a quick toss out there to Shea again, and then he goes to the left side again and uh, trying to follow his blocks, running extremely hard, does Shea. Uh, you know, moving the pile and, and picking up about three yards on the play. So he's carried the ball 17 times in the second half, 17 times in the first half. This time they're going to hand it off to Rody. Rody with a little stiff arm, big number 66, makes a man miss, has it at the 40, has it at the 30, now at the 20, at the 10, five, touchdown! Yep, just a handoff to Rody right on the right side this time. And, uh, you know, he, he got hit right off the bat at the, at the line of scrimmage. He took that and shucked that guy off, and then he took it on down the field. And the, the big boy can run because he outran some of those guys uh, from Amherst on this because they didn't have a, quite the angle on him. And uh, they, he outran him for the touchdown for Ansley Litchfield. So Landon Rody with a 62-yard scamper, complete with stiff arm and a little bit of speed for the big man. And uh, they'll go for two points here. And uh, we've already got it within that 35, so that running clock really wasn't a factor at all. They're going to pitch it out to Shea. Shea right up the middle, puts his head down. Does he get in the end zone? Still no indication yet. So either the hands go in the air or you wave it off. One of the two guys. Uh, no indication still from the official. but uh, So we're going to assume that it was no good. Yeah. <laughs> So the try for two, we believe, is no good. A, fi- a score right now is 63 to, now they say it's good, 63 to 32 with 9.28 to go, and I'm deeply con- confused. We'll take a quick break here as uh, Angeli Litchfield will kick it off. We'll see if they go onside here, trailing at 63 to 32, 9.28 to go in the fourth. We're back after this. At Care Hospice, we care for your family like you are a part of ours. Through compassionate hospice services, we help to alleviate fears and concerns so that you and your loved ones can focus on the joy of everyday moments. We celebrate the memories and special occasions of a life well-lived and provide support and assistance so you feel comforted throughout the hospice journey. For more information about our services, visit us online at acericare.com. Care Hospice, caring for moments that matter. And welcome back here as a great rumbling touchdown from 62 yards away by number 66. Just kind of fun to see number 66 <laughs> rumbling like that as Landon Rody with the five points bank touchdown from 62 yards away. Nice little stiff arm uh, took out the guy that had the best chance at him. And again, that was just a good, solid stiff arm there and then was able to outrun the rest of the defense. Yes, he was, Randy. The guy can move after he got. After he broke loose there, you know, like you said, right off the bat, he stiff-armed the guy, and then he took off down the sideline 
and outran everybody for a 62-yard touchdown run. Nice run by Rody. They're uh, playing for the onside kick here is Amherst. And they're going to try a little pooch. And it's uh, going to go out of bounds as it was touched by uh, Shoemaker, but they're going to say it wasn't touched until it was out of bounds. He didn't come up with it. He did touch the ball. If he touched it in bounds, it would have been spotted right there, which I think would be about the same thing anyway, uh, because that would be about the same spot even if there wasn't a penalty there. Mm-hmm. In any event, it is uh, not a bad attempt there. No. They, they ran a perfect onside kick earlier, an absolutely perfect one that worked, and then they've tried it a couple times since then, and that one needed to be have just a little bit less uh, on it as yeah. it goes out of bounds. Yep. But Shoemaker did get his hands on it. And Shoemaker made a heck of an attempt to get his hands on that. Yep. So ball is going to be spotted right at the 30-yard line, just short of it. Tobenheim is actually going to hand it off out of the I formation, a little juggle here. And, and uh, the ball is going to be run right on that left side by Hunter Jones. And Jones with the carry. Yep, Jones taking the ball from Tobenheim back, you know, about six, five, six yards deep, and then he comes to this left side of Amherst and gets to the outside here, Randy, and uh, makes a nice run for Amherst, picking up the first down for Amherst. So Jones with a gain of about 15 on the play, uh, not, a, not a bad effort there at all for uh, Hunter Jones, who now has 156 yards rushing on the season. So ball spotted at the 35 as they bring it across midfield. And now Tobenheim is going to wait until they start counting down the final few seconds. And again, handoff to Jones. And Jones is going to be pushed out of bounds by Evan Brockmeyer. And Brockmeyer will give a little shove out of bounds to the uh, junior, Hunter Jones. And that will be a gain of seven. He did a good job, you know, because he got the ball. You know, pretty deep in the backfield. He looked like he kind of wanted to go to the right side. That was kind of clogged up and kicked it out here to this left side and picks up, you know, about seven yards, six, seven yards on the play. Still 9-12 to go here in the ball game. 63-32. to 32. So it's a 31-point lead here for uh, Amherst. And, again, they're going with a tight eye formation. And the handoff right up the middle and no room to run there at all. And a late flag coming in. They handed the ball right up the middle to Chase Pearson and, and a late flag at the end of the play, and I do mean at the end of it. Yep. They tried to get it to Chase Pearson and just a quick fullback dive up the middle, and, and uh, Ansley Litchfield did a good job of getting right there and making the tackle. I think this is going to be another 15-yarder that's going to go against the Spartans. And it is going to be a personal foul. Yep, that's what and Coach Care wants to know who and what. And I don't think they're uh, giving an explanation, but that'll move them 15 yards, and it'll be enough for a first down. So that'll put the ball at about the 11-and-a-half, 12-yard line. And they're in the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney Red Zone. When you're in the zone shopping for a new used vehicle, head to the top of the hill, 2nd Avenue of 42nd Street, Kearney's hometown Ford store. We haven't been in the red zone a lot. A lot of big plays Please. here for Amherst for touchdowns. Tobenheim out of the I formation will be under center, and he's going to hand the ball off to Hunter, and Hunter's going to get hit in the backfield and thrown for a huge loss. Yeah. And Rody might be in a bad mood as he played like he <laughs> right there. 
like uh, like Hunter said something nasty about his uh, his mother or something because he came up there and had a huge hit, loss of about eight on the play. Yeah, and he they put him kind of at the middle linebacker position. He got a good head of steam there, Randy Blitzen, on that play. And uh, by the time he got the handoff, uh, Hunter got the handoff, uh, Rody was right there to make the tackle. So Tobenheim will go back under center. They'll go two tight ends, and then they throw the flag. And it's been a real flag fest here late in the game. There's been some unsportsmanlike uh, calls, and now a five-yard offsides here against Ansley Litchfield. They lined up offsides. Again, they're, they're, they're looking to blitz because they kind of figure Ansley's, uh, that uh, Amherst is going to run it. So they're doing a lot of run blitzing right now. Yep. And that's, you know, they got a lot of people, like you said, Randy, coming up to the line. And, and uh, you know, Amherst is in an I formation, and they're looking like they're going to run the football. So it'll be second and 11. Hard count. And there was a little bit of a flinch there that uh, Amherst got away with. And handoff with a little counter. And Hunter on that left side is going to get took out of bounds. Hunter Jones will have it inside the 10-yard line. And he's got a lot of speed. Holy yeah. cow. He turned that corner in uh, nothing flat as he gains about seven. Yeah, he gets that ball you know, kind of deep in the backfield there, Randy, and then he kind of picks where he's going to go, if he's going to go up the middle or if he's going to try to get it to the outside. And with his speed, he gets to the outside and picks up a good chunk of yards for Amherst here. 63-32 with, I believe, exactly eight minutes to go with the burned-out bulbs there. It looked like there's no time on the clock. <laughs> So third and three, ball is uh, spotted at about the four-yard line here. Tobenheim will go under center. Hunter Jones is in the eye. They'll hand it off to the fullback, and it looks like the ball is loose there. And uh, if, uh, if uh, Amherst comes up with it, it's going to be one of the linemen who did so, and one of the linemen did. Yeah. Nope, they nope, say Angeli Litzfield came yep. up with it. So fumble on the play, and uh, An- Ansley Litchfield picks it up. Uh, so it'll be. Well, Ansley that gives you an idea of kind of where this game's at for Ansley Litchfield. They 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 recover a, a fumble at about the uh, about the four yard line, and they're not even excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seven fifty five to go here, fourth quarter, sixty three thirty two. And again, in that I formation is going to be Shea, and they'll pitch the ball out to him as they'll try to. Cut back to the inside, and Shea, as we've seen pretty much this entire second half, has a gain of about three and a half, four yards. Yep, just a quick toss back there to him, Randy, and then he goes to the left side, which majority of the plays this second half for Ansley Litchfield have gone, going to that left side, and uh, you know he, he runs hard and picks up about three, three and a half, four yards on the play. And he has carried the ball now 18 times here in the second half. Shoemaker one, and Landon Roney four, including a 62-yard scamper. And then they've had a couple of incomplete passes. They're going to pitch it out to Shea, and Shea is going to get hit by the turf monster, and he's going to trip up and fall down at about the 10. So he's going to gain maybe a yard. Quick toss out there to him again. This time he comes to the right side. Uh, Tobelheimer did a good job of getting out there, and then uh, he got tri- tripped up by the turf monster, like you said, Randy, trying to get out here to the outside here. He was just trying to cut and just lost his footing there. Inside at seven minutes to go here, 63-32. to 32. Burwell awaits the winner of this one. 
which it would appear is going to be Amherst, and something really, really strange happens. Eye formation, Shea's in the eye, and they're going to throw it to Shea on a little wheel route. He makes the catch, has it at the 20. Down the sideline is going to be knocked out of bounds at about the 32-yard line. So that'll be a gain of 22. They fake the handoff to him and then throw it to him about five yards downfield. Yeah, and that's one they tried to get to him one other time, and this time they got they connected with uh, Shea on this outside here after they faked the handoff, and then he just comes out to the outside. They toss it out there to him, and uh, he picks up the first down for Ansley Litchfield. Shoemaker's first complete pass goes for about uh, 22 yards here, and it'll be first and 10 from the 30. I formation again, bad uh, exchange there, and Shoemaker picks it up, tries to get something out of it. He's going to lose about a yard, but is going to keep the football. Yep, you know, the exchange right there wasn't quite there, and uh, you know by that time, uh, you know the ball's on the ground, and uh, you know picks it up and just tries. Shoemaker tries to get what he can out of it. So we're midway through the. Fourth quarter, 63-32, to 32, and a timeout being taken here by Ansley Litchfield. 6.07 to go here. Fourth quarter, 63-32. to 32. Amherst with the lead. Ansley Litchfield with the football and this timeout. Brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Back here to Ansley right after this. To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. That's why TM Sporting Goods gives you that winning edge with top name brands and personal service from seasoned pros like Steve Veridol and Tino Martinez. TM Sporting Goods, on the bricks, 2217 Central, downtown Kearney. TM Sporting Goods, a division of protein design. And welcome back here to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth as a 63-32 lead right now for uh, Amherst as they uh, appear to be ready to uh, host Burwell next Tuesday, a game you'll have, I'm sure, right here on Classic Hits 98.9 FM. Don't forget that our presenting sponsors of State High School Football Playoffs include Mary Landing Healthcare, celebrating 100 years of inspired care, and Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and in Sutton, Nebraska. Second and 11 here for Ansley Litchfield. They pitch it out to Shea. Shea has a nice seam right up the middle, busted across the 40. He's got it at the 30. There's a couple of Broncos back there with him, and Burke is going to start wrestling him down, and they're going to pull him down inside the 10-yard line. A great bust right up the middle as he's going to run for about 41 yards. Yep, just a, a toss to him in the backfield again. Uh, Shea follows his blocks and stuff, Randy, and then uh, by the time he gets, you know, rustled out of bounds, uh, he's down here first and goal. And he's kimping a little bit. He's, he tightened up at the end of that. His yeah. hamstring is barking at him right now. Yeah, and, and, you know, like you said, how many carries the first half, 17, and then another 18, 19, 20 carries here in the second half. He's going to stretch out over here on the sideline. So they're going to work on him. This injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center getting you back in the game of life. Quick little pitch to the outside for Evan Brockmeyer. Brockmeyer with an angle. Has it in for a touchdown. A five-point bank touchdown. As he is able to get it in from about seven yards away. Yep, just a toss to him this time. And he comes to the right side there, Randy, and got a good block by Rody off this right side. And, uh, you know, he followed that block going out there to the outside and then takes it in for the touchdown for Ansley Litchfield. And Brockmeyer with the touchdown, and they'll go for two, and we'll see if we get an indication of whether it's in or not. <laughs> yeah, we didn't last time. <laughs> Apparently it was good. 
And Brockmeyer is going to be in the I formation behind Rody. They had a little trouble with the exchange. Shoemaker's hit, bouncing around, puts his head down, has a little room to run there. Did he get in or not? Will anybody tell us? And they are waving it off. So the try for two apparently is no good. 63 to 38. We've got a little bit less than six minutes to go in this one as, again, the. Uh, the uh, Spartans playing with a little bit of pride here, but they got a lot of work to do, and we'll see if they onside kick it when we come back after this. Buzz's Marine has been creating family memories since 1956, and this year was one for the record books. We had a great season, and you reaped the benefits. We have more premium used boats than ever before, detailed and indoors. Financing is available, so stop in now. Get the perfect boat that is right for your family. Don't miss out. Get here before our 36th annual used boat show in January. View our used inventory online at buzzesmarine.com or stop by to browse through our 60,000 square feet of indoor showrooms. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Kearney. Well, Angeli Litchfield gets the five points bank touchdown from Evan Brockmeyer from seven yards out. For the first time tonight, though, they don't get the uh, two-point conversion, and it's 63-38. to 38. Yeah, and it's one of those that, you know, on that two-point conversion, look like a little bit of a bobbled snap, and then Shoemaker just tries to take it and, and go to the left side. But, uh, you know, Ansley Litchfield, you know, trying to, you know, you know, get what they can out of this situation here, Randy. Uh, they're going to probably get lined up here for the onside kick. Uh, Amherst is probably just going over there on the sideline. Let's get the clock running and trying to get out of here with a win. So Jose Embriz will uh, tee it up here. And again, Amherst is ready for the onside kick, it would appear. And he's going to do a straight kick high in the air. And it's going to take a little backward spin. And it's going to be recovered at the 15-yard line. Hunter Jones was back there. Let it hit the turf. And again, they didn't have a traditional up back who normally would catch that. And with the backspin put on by Embriz, it's picked up at the 15-yard line. Yep. Hunter Jones back there, and he kind of just, uh, you know, when the ball took that back spin, he just kind of sat there and kind of watched it. And once an Ansley Litchfield guy got on it, Randy, he just went, oh, no, that's right, I got to get it. So it's an Ansley Litchfield football here. And they're going to go a tight formation. Rody will uh, be the lead blocker for Shea, who's back in, has a seam, breaks a tackle, and is going to bring it inside the 10-yard line down to about the 8. So that's going to be... A gain of a good seven yards on first down. Yep, just a toss back there to him, and uh, this time he goes to the left side, cuts it kind of back across the grain a little bit, and uh, picks up about seven, eight yards on the run. And they are now in the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney Red Zone. When you're in the zone shopping for a new used vehicle, head to the top of the hill, 2nd Avenue, 42nd Street, Kearney's hometown Ford store. Second and three inside the 10. Pitch out to Shea. Shea will take it to the outside, put his head down, get met at about the five-yard line. That's going to be awfully close to the distance he needs for a first down. Uh, But they're going to say that it's third down and very short. Yep. Quick toss this time coming to the right side. Shea goes to the right side on this one. Uh, you know, Taubenheim did a good job of getting out here, and then a couple of the linebackers flowed in there to hold him short of the first down right here for Ansley Litchfield. So Ansley Litchfield playing with some pride, and if they can get a couple of breaks, who knows? Yeah. You know, they, they have uh, been able to score two straight touchdowns here. Eye formation. This time it's Brockmeyer in the eye, and they'll pitch it out to him. He's got a little seam, and he'll bring it inside the five-yard line. That'll be enough for the first down as he gains about five, maybe six yards as Evan Brockmeyer. Yep. Tossed it to the 
to him again. Randy comes to the right side on this one and uh, picks up the first down. It's going to be inside the five-yard line, first and goal for Ansley Litchfield. And Brockmeyer's out there again as they continue to work on Shea. Shea may be dehydrated and in the cold here a little bit, having trouble stretching out that hamstring. At least that's what we assume is the issue. Brockmeyer in the eye, Rody the fullback, and they're going to pitch it out to uh, Brockmeyer. Brockmeyer just power football, trying to get those last two yards. No indication yet, and it's going to be just short of the goal line. Gain of about two, and boy, there is not a whole lot of space between where that football is and where the Spartans want that football to be. Yep, just a toss out here again, Randy, and uh, Brockmeyer this time uh, takes it to the right side. Gets it all the way down to about the two-inch line for Ansley Litchfield. 4-16, 4-15 to go in a 63-38 to 38 game. And again, Brockmeyer will be in the eye. Shoemaker is under center. Rohde is the fullback. And they're going to pitch it out to Brockmeyer, who has a seam and goes in untouched from a yard out for the touchdown. His second touchdown of the night has carried the ball four times for 15 yards and two scores. <laughs> Just a toss out here to the outside or to him, and he uh, follows his block. Rody does a good job getting out here and then kicking that guy out, and he cuts right up underneath Rody uh, for the touchdown for Ansley Litchfield. So a one-yard run. He gets the touchdown, and it's now 44-63, and they'll go for two again. Shoemaker under center, pitches to Brockmeyer, cuts against the green. Wow, what a great cutback, and he's in for the two-point conversion. 63-46. to 46. It's a 17-point game with 4.02 to go. It's a three-possession game. There is a flag down, and it looks to me like at the end of the play, and they'll assess it. No, it's a, it's a hold. So they're going to take the two-point conversion off the board. And that was a nice little cutback there, Randy, as they cut, you know, got everybody flowing to the right, and he cut back right across there and uh, you know, waltzed in there, but they got, a, got him caught for holding right here. Checking into the uh, game here, is there was the holding penalty. Checking back into the game is going to be Taylor Shea, and they grabbed a tee, so it appears to me that they're going to kick it. And Shea is the holder. So Jose Embriz will try... What essentially will be a 30-yard extra point. Snap is down. The kick is up high. There's a flag down, and it is good. And I think they made contact with the holder. Yeah. Well, I think I my understanding if if they're calling a are calling a hold, so another hold. So. Well, you know what? He had the distance and yeah. into that wind. He still had the distance. Yep. And so it's now going to be a 40-yard extra point if they decide to kick it. So they've scored twice here, a two-point conversion and then the, uh, the extra point. But two holding calls have taken those points off the board. So this will be a 40-yard extra point. And uh, Ambridge with the kick, that one. Get flutters in the wind, doesn't even make the uh, end zone as uh, that one was just a little bit too much. Uh, the wind shifted a little bit, and that didn't help him none there either. So the extra point is no good. 
and it's now 63-44 with 4.02 to go, and we'll see if Ambrose has a little magic with another kickoff. <laughs> As he was able to kind of get a long onside kick that set up this touchdown drive, 63-44 with 4.02 to go in the fourth. We're back after this. You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. We are your neighbors. Through our work in supporting and promoting agriculture, education, health, and technology, we bring people together to better our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, passion for the land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. And welcome back. Back here to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. A 19-point ball game with 4:02 to go here. Fourth quarter, 19 points means that we are still looking at three possessions. Yeah, you know, and uh, so you try to get one of those back, probably right here, as Jose Embriz, who hit a 30-yard extra point, but couldn't hit the 40-yard extra point when the wind shifted a little bit more. And uh, boy, he punched that first one that was up and good. He really hit that one, but uh, couldn't quite get the next one. And we'll see what happens here on the. Extra point, and it's going to be another little pooch, kind of the same strategy, and uh, it's going to be knocked out of bounds by Eckout. Eckout dove on it, tried to cover it, but more than anything else, I want to hit that ball hard enough it goes out of bounds, and he's able to uh, secure the football here for Amherst. Yep, and that's exactly, you know, because Amherst was up ready for the onside, so he pooched it up and over him, and then Eckout just ran over there, and like you said, Randy, he just dove and made sure that, you know, one, if he doesn't get on the football, it's going to go out of bounds, and Amherst is going to get the football right here. Yeah, he was just playing enough baseball. He understood <laughs> you hit that ball with your chest, if nothing else, and keep it in front of you, and I formation, they're going to hand it off a little counter play here, and they're going to stay inside with Colton Burke, and Burke will um, bring it out to about the 26-yard line, Brockmeyer on the tackle. But they stay in bounds after a gain of about three. Yeah. And he's just going, you know, they're trying to, you know, they're going to take their time and get up here. It's Amherst and, uh, you know, Burt did a good job of just coming out here to the outside, picking up what he can on this outside, this left side here. Uh, nice open field tackle by Ansley Litchfield, though, also. 63-44. We've got about three and a half minutes to go here, and couple of first downs. That's really what Amherst just wants to do here is take some time off the clock. They got it second and seven. Go out of that I formation. Pitch out on that right side. With it is uh, going to be Burke. And Burke is uh, stood up at the line of scrimmage. And then in comes extra help to try to rip at the football. And they eventually knock him down. There won't be much of a gain, if anything, on that play. In fact, he's going to lose about a yard, but does hold on to the football. Yep, just a toss out there to him, and then uh, he follows his blockers out there and uh, tries to pick up what he can and uh, stay in bounds is kind of his main thing. And like you said, Randy, after the first guy hits him, the other ones are ripping at the football. So two hands on the football, and if you got to go down to secure it, go down. Yep. You don't, you're not necessarily fighting for extra yards here. So third and seven, 2.42 to go here. Game has been pretty much controlled by Amherst, but uh, Ansley has made it kind of interesting. And a little quarterback keeper here by Trey Tobenheim. Tobenheim cuts back to the inside and is going to get tripped up by Brockmeyer as Brockmeyer hits him, and that's going to be a gain of about nine on the play as in the air he went airborne as he was hit. And with that little extra jump by Tobenheim, he's able to move the chains. Yep, exactly kind of what Amherst wanted to do. You know, keep the clock going, and uh, they kind of faked that. And then uh, Tobenheim boots it out here to this left side. And he made one guy miss and then cut back across there. And, uh, you know, Brockmar did a good job coming from behind and kind of cutting him down. 
and but it was enough for the first down for Amherst. So a nice little naked boot to set things up, and we'll check some scores for you here as we uh, as we go. But uh, the big one is Burwell Blue Hill, Burwell forty three to forty. So the Broncos will be taking on and hosting Burwell coming up uh, next week. And uh, timeout being taken here by the Broncos. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Let's go through all the scores, especially out here in the West. Angeli Litchfield right now with a 63-44 lead. Excuse me, Amherst with a 63-44 lead over Ansley Litchfield. And uh, the winner of this game, which appears will be Amherst, will be taking on Burwell, a 44 excuse me, 43-40 winner over Blue Hill. And uh, the other side of that uh, west bracket has six-seeded Elgin Pope John taking on Clearwater Orchard next week. Pope John, the, the Wolfpack, they call them. Pope John and Elgin Public, 34-6 to six winners over third-seeded Hemingford and seven-seeded Clearwater Orchard over Perkins County, 38-36. to 36. Here, Tobenheim's going to hand the ball right up the middle and... Uh, Good work uh, cutting through on the inside and uh, getting a couple extra yards there is going to be uh, Burke, and he'll bring it right to the 40-yard line. So that will be a gain of five. Yep, getting a handoff kind of deep there, Randy, and then he kind of picks where he wants to go. He took it up the middle and uh, picks up about five yards on the play. So that gets you uh, updated in the uh, west bracket. In the east, your winners are Brooding Davenport Shickley, Guardian Angel Central Catholic, High Plains Community, and Creighton. High Plains, the only upset here today, 66-28 over third-seeded East Butler. Tobenheim looking at the official, waiting for the countdown. Snaps with a minute 20 to go, gives it to Burke. Burke makes one man miss, and then Brockmeyer is able to make the tackle after a gain of a couple, and it's going to set up now third and about three. Yep, just uh, you know, getting that ball cleared kind of deep, Randy, and then he kind of picks where he wants to go and uh, uh, picks up you know enough to get him you know third and very short here. So a nice opportunity here, and I, I like what Coach Kerr is doing here. He is substituting his entire defense and allowing the folks of Ansley Litchfield to stand and applaud the young man coming off the field right now as they will walk off. And the second-team defense is on the field here for the final 42 seconds as it's now third and one. And the Broncos are going to call another timeout right before the play clock expired. This timeout, again, brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. We'll keep it right here, and we'll get you updated on uh, some scores in Class D1. Uh, We mentioned in the east, Bruning Davenport, Shickley, 42. Two seven winners over Neely Oakdale. Garden Angel Central Catholic 74-6 over Bloomfield. High Plains Community 66-28 over East Butler. And it was Creighton over Clarkson Lee 52-12. In Class D2, Chambers Wheeler Central 54-18 winners over Bertrand. They'll be taking on Anselmo Myrna, who won 58-24 over Mullen. 62-27, Sand Hills Thedford over Maxwell. They advance, as does Garden County, 50-14 over Crawford. And just a quick little quarterback keeper for about two and a half, three yards here for Tobenheim. And Tobenheim will gain two, only needed one. And now it's Neil Down City here for Amherst, who will be able to advance now. Uh, to the next round and take on Burwell and a rematch of the regular season finale between those two schools that was uh, won by Amherst. Yep, and that's exactly what they wanted to get done here, Randy. Tom and I just quarterback sneak, pick up the you know first down so that way they can get some of these other kids in here, but keep that clock running for Amherst. 34-21 was the final against Burwell at the end of the regular season, and back to Amherst will go 
for a, a much bigger game. In at quarterback is going to be Trace Bosch, and Bosch will take the final snap in this one as he'll kneel down in the victory formation. Now we'll line up, shake hands, and the season will come to an end here for Ansley Litchfield, and Amherst will now advance to the uh, Western semifinals with a final of 63-44. to We're going to take a quick break when we come back. We will have our post-game show brought to you by New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery. We'll be back right after this timeout. Just like your car, your furnace needs a periodic wellness check too. Get this scheduled today by calling Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating. An annual service agreement will entitle you to a complete heating and cooling system check once in the spring and once in the fall. Kelly and the crew take pride in the work they do and in catching problems before they happen so you can stay comfortable all season long. Call Anderson Brothers today in Kearney at 236-6437 or in Holdridge at 995-4481 or on the web at andersonbros.com. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Kearney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, See Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. And welcome back here to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Postgame Show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today and a nice job to both teams uh, after battling huddling up together and and having that uh, nice moment of unity there as this one's all wrapped up here 63 to 44 great effort by Ansley Litchfield in that fourth quarter where they scored three straight touchdowns but uh, Amherst got done what they wanted to get done here 63 to 44 the final yeah and that's exactly you know that's a good football team in Amherst uh, you know with all their athletes that they have and stuff on there um, you know, getting that ball out to a lot of different people. Tobenheim did a great job, you know, managing this football team. And uh, he, if it's not there, he'll be able to, he's able to tuck it in and run. Uh, but a- Ansley Litchfield, the second half, did the things that, you know, we thought maybe they would try to do exactly in that first half, Randy. They just did, you know, they just kind of, you know, did some power football, uh, you know, moving the football, moving the chains, you know. And, uh, you know, wanted to keep everything kind of moving on that. And they did a good job running the football in the second half. Uh, you know, right off the bat in the second half, they came out and, you know, on about an eight, nine play drive, uh, took about four, a little over four minutes, four and a half minutes off on the clock. And I think that's kind of what they wanted to do uh, to start the game and stuff and, and to try to keep that going uh, throughout the game. But some things just kind of broke down for them there in that first half. And they had to kind of abate some of that and uh, throw some different things. Uh, and, uh, you know, a few penalties here and there, and, you know, all of a sudden they had to go, you know, to some different stuff, and, uh, you know, Amherst took very, you know, advantage of those things, and when they got the football, um, you know, they they moved the football down the field uh, in a lot of different ways. It's 
to a lot of different people. It's not just one or two people. They uh, move the football uh, in the air a lot of times. But if it broke down, they took off running. Tobenheim did a great job, you know, managing the football game. He he could run the football uh, and do those types of things also. And uh, you know, this is a, a good Am or Amherst football team. Uh, you know, they're gonna you know do a lot of things. They got to play Burwell next week, like you said, Randy. Uh, a tough game, you know, at the end of the regular season. Uh, so they played Ansley Litchfield for their second to last game. Then they played Burwell for their last game. And now they're going to turn right back around. Welcome they played Ansley Litchfield this time, and now they'll play Burwell next week. Well, let's go through some numbers here. Ansley Litchfield uh, with 222 yards of total offense in the second half. Uh, much of that uh, coming from uh, Taylor Shea. Shea carried the ball 39 times for 193 yards. Um, as luck would have it, got injured both times they got near the goal line and uh, didn't uh, get a touchdown out of it, but uh, carried it 39 times for 193 yards. Landon Rohde had a 62-yard touchdown scamper, so he finished with 10 carries for 84 yards. Evan Brockmeyer carried the ball uh, four times, two of them were touchdowns, one from seven yards out, another one from one yard out. So uh, Brockmeyer finished with 16 yards and two touchdowns. Michael Shoemaker carried the ball six times for a uh, total of negative 14 yards here in the uh, ball game. And uh, for Amherst, they did most of the damage, obviously, uh, in the air as uh, 343 yards of passing here for Trey Tobenheim. Tobenheim was uh, unofficially 20 of 27, had uh, six touchdowns, and finished with 343 yards of uh, of, passing. passing and uh, we go through the scoring here for you real quick Tobenheim also uh, a, a, a rush on the ground and we'll get through all that uh, here in just a little bit for you because uh, again Amherst really got the offense going and was able to do everything they wanted to do in the second half in terms of running out the clock and Amherst wins this one by a final of 63 to 44 and kind enough to join us to talk about it is uh, coach Ron Evans coach congratulations nice game yeah thanks guys yeah, that, 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 you know, again, you take a look at the final score and the 63 points, um, very impressive. But uh, it, it, it started getting scary there, there in the second half. Yeah, it got a little interesting in the second half. You know, an onside kick and that they recovered, and then we had another one that we didn't uh, catch, and it was inbound. So when you give them short field on those onside kicks, it's gonna it's gonna cause problems. And they were, you know, their offenses they run the ball real well, and they were controlling the line scrimmage in the second half a little more than we'd like him to, but uh, uh, we hung on one. It's, that's the main thing. And, and how much of that is a little bit of strategy because uh, you had such a, a nice lead that if they're running the ball, as long as they're taking time off the clock, that, that wasn't hurting you that bad. Was right. that a little bit of the strategy defense? If you don't want to give up the big play? Right. And then, you know, and we give them a couple short fields on offense, our own selves, to give them some points and stuff. So strategy was to, you know, if they're going to run the ball and, and uh, burn some clock, we'll be fine with that. They burned up most of the third quarter doing that. But then, like I said, uh, we put in some younger guys, and they made a couple errors and, and uh, you know, give them some quick scores. So. But you take care of business. You do what you need to do. Yeah, we, we, we want to advance. That's the main thing. I was impressed with your offense, and, and it's just not going to one guy. It's going to a lot of guys. You have a lot of talent out here on this football team. Yeah, we have we have wide receivers that I I think can play for almost any level. Yeah. yeah they're, and we're deep with them, too. We've got, you know, four or five of them that can play. 
They run routes. They catch the ball well. They got good speed. Yes. And they're pretty tough. You know, we're not real big, but they're pretty tough. And our quarterback gets the ball to them in good spots. So, yeah, I've, we're blessed with uh, with a multitude of wide receiver talent. And and uh, we'll talk a little bit about Trey Tobenheim. Six touchdown passes, two touchdown runs, eight touchdowns in the game. I mean, that's 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 getting it done. Yes, he's a well, he's the ultimate competitor. You know, he can throw the ball and run the ball, and and he's going to be a valuable asset to us as we go, you know, on farther in the playoffs. So his offensive line did a pretty good job for him today, and he threw the ball well, especially in that first half. And now you, you move on, and you uh, got Burwell coming up, and you played them at the end of the year. What can you tell us a little bit about Burwell? Well, they're big, and uh, they run the ball pretty well, and they have, <coughs> excuse me, they have a decent passing attack. So we're going to have to play like we did last time, control the line of scrimmage, stop that running game, and then you know keep them from making the big passing yards. Well, and and again, I think they're they they're probably throw the ball a little bit better than Ansley Litchfield does. That's one of the things that makes them a little bit more dangerous. But but their running game going to be very similar to what you saw tonight with the Spartans. Really, I thought defensively, especially in that first half, uh, did an outstanding job of using your speed to make sure you didn't get overpowered. You pick some angles where you're able to kind of hit and and get away from those blockers. Yeah, and that's the way we have to play. We can't usually take people straight on because we're not yeah. big enough. So we have to, you know, create angles, and you know, we have some stunts and some schemes on defense to allow penetration. And, and uh, when we're when we're playing out at our best on defense, that's what we do. I do want to make sure before I forget to ask you about uh, Colin Jackson. He was hit clean play on that onside kick. Uh, didn't play the second half, uh, at least that we saw anyway. Yeah. Uh, is he okay? What's his status? Well, do you we know? S- we sent him with his. Uh, with his mom and dad to get checked out. He, he was having some abdominal pain. He really got the wind knocked out of him, and then he was starting to have some, some soreness in, in, the, mm-hmm. in the upper abdominal, abdominal region, so we, we had him go with his parents and get checked out. Yeah, because he was really kind of hit in that chest where there's, yeah. you know, you got the shoulder pads there, but it's not designed to take the hit there. It's, it's no. designed for the other stuff. So certainly a, a key element. I hate to, hate to miss him next week oh, as yeah. well. Yeah, he's been a young, nice young sophomore for us. He's came along well. So uh, this this team, I mean, again, we've been talking for the last two, three years. People have always kind of looked at this class. This is the year, yada, 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 yada. Was there a time out there you really kind of saw in that in the team today that leadership kind of coming to the forefront, especially in that fourth quarter when they when they did get the three touchdowns on you? Well, they're they're a good excuse <coughs> me, they're a good bunch, and uh, they've been together so long that they kind of know each other's strengths and weaknesses and stuff. And, and they are real good as far as knowing, you know, how to finish out games. They've been in quite a few scrapes over the years. So this was no different for us. We, we knew we were going to be in for a battle, and we got one. Yeah. Uh, what, do you, what do you really feel you need to clean up for next week? Oh, probably our tackling wasn't real good in the second half. So I think we maybe do need to do a little better job of tackling, getting off blocks a little better on defense, offensively a little better on pass protection. We were, we were good, but we could be better. Yeah. Well, but again, that second half, I mean, it was a bend, but don't break defense a little bit. And you just want to tackle a little bit better when you're not bending. Yep. That's right. That's right. All right, Ron. Hey, get him next week. Good luck to you. All right. Well, thank you boys. All right. Ron Evans, head football coach for Amherst as uh, the uh, Broncos win at 63 to 44, a game really not that close, but uh, uh, tip your hat to uh, Ansley Litchfield for, for battling here to make it interesting. (laughs) Yeah. They never quit. Coach, coach Evans says on the way out the door. Good seeing you coach. Yeah. And that's exactly right. Randy, you know, and he kind of hit it on the head. They never quit. They just kept battling. 
Uh, yeah, you know, if you looked at the first half, you know, and, uh, Amherst did a lot of good things in that first half, Randy, offensively, defensively uh, in that first half. And, uh, you know, it, like you said, you know, in the interview, you know, it was kind of a bend but don't break type things, make make Ansley Litchfield run the clock and stuff like that in the second half, and that's kind of what was. Yeah, and that, that first drive to start the second half did take, you know, four minutes off. Yeah. You know, there's not, there's not a lot of four minute increments left uh, from from there on out, and it took them over four minutes to get in the end zone. So, again, Trey Tobenheim was twenty of twenty seven in the air, six touchdown passes for three hundred and forty three yards. Um, you know, a thirteen yard catch by Colton Burke for a touchdown. Trevor Adelong had one from forty eight yards away. Holden Eckout had one from fifty five and from twenty and seventeen. He had three touchdown catches. Uh, Braden Eckout had a thirty yard touchdown catch and a twenty eight yarder that wasn't a touchdown catch. Um, and uh, running the football, Amherst very effective there. They were uh, uh, one hundred and seventy three yards of uh, rushing the football here in the game. Uh, Trey Tobenheim carried it uh, ten times for 76 yards and a couple of scores. Colton Burke had five carries for 24 yards. Hunter Jones wasn't in there very long, but, boy, he kind of lit things up and showed his speed. He uh, had four carries for 21 yards. Braden out three carries for 52 yards. So 173 yards rushing to go with 343 yards passing. That's over 500. That's about 516 yards of total offense here for Amherst. And, again, uh, six touchdown passes for uh, Tobenheim, two on the ground. Again, offensively, that's really where people are going to take a look at this game. But defensively, and I, and I know in the second half they gave up the yards and they gave up the points, but in that first half when they're really trying to stop things instead of just milking the clock, that defense for the Broncos yeah. looked very good. And they did, Randy. I think you, you mentioned uh, that they had like 55 or 65 yards of total offense in the first half. Um, so, you know, when, when Amherst had to, they, 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 they did a good job defensively. You know, yeah, you know, in the second half, like we said, it's a kind of a bend but don't break kind of attitude. Yeah, it was 55 yards in the first half. So Amherst uh, will be taking on Burwell, a final in this one of uh, 63 to 44. I'm Randy Bushcutter for Don Lease and our engineer and uh, rules expert, uh, Caleb Ekstrom. Thanks so much for joining us. Coming up next, the CPI Tire Scoreboard Show, where we'll go through all the scores from around the state, and we'll have some reports from all the games that we had on Platte River Radio as well. And don't forget, next Tuesday, we'll have coverage of Burwell and Amherst right here on Classic Hits 98.9 FM. 63 to uh, 44 is the final in this one. Thanks for joining us. Good night, everybody. The preceding broadcast was a presentation of Platte River Radio. To download a podcast, check out the podcast link at platteriverpreps.com.